Major League Baseball misled Congress on their steroid policy, and it's not a smart thing to try to mislead Congress. Fortunately, uh, well, we've got everything straightened out drugs? here. Everybody else is doing them. What's that? I said, why shouldn't the athletes be doing drugs? Everybody else is doing them. Are All you, the politicians are doing them. Have you been doing those steroids? No, I'm not, not steroids. I'm just talking about drugs in general. Oh, drugs. Oh, yeah, I'm pumping up, man. Remember something about drugs, though, Neil. Yes. Drugs is a dirty business. Yeah, right. Especially in the horse business. They were never tolerated there. I'll no. guarantee you that. Drugs is a dirty business. Uh-huh. You can have... You can have the prostitution. There's no business like dirty business. Hey, you can have the prostitution and uh, and the and the gambling. The gambling, right? Not that I want to mention that on your show, but no, this is not a gambling show. No, that's at 10 p.m. (laughs) That's right. All right, I'm out of here. I hope you have a nice day and a wonderful show. Are you at all interested in watching any of that congressional stuff with the baseball guys? No, I wasn't either until. Until I saw what was going on the last couple of days. And I think no. these, some of these people are a little ticked off. There could Don't be some know. good exchanges Don't there. Don't care. Don't know. All crap. It's been going on for years. Amphetamines, roids. Now they got a new one coming out. Uh, Gene Altering. Uh, i got a story on that later. He was my favorite cowboy. Who's that, Gene Woodling? Gene Altering. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Was he really? I thought he played for the Redskins. Oh. <laughs> Hey, you have a nice... What team, what team did he own? He owned the California, Gene Autry, California Angels. Angels. Right. Yeah, that's right. Well, he's dead now, Gene Autry. Him and Roy Rogers. Daddy yeah, Hayes. I think Jackie's I'm, still alive. I bet you Trigger's still uh, dead, too. Oh, yeah. He's not only dead, but he's stuffed. Is he really? You can go see him if you drive from Los Angeles to Las Vegas. Huh. You pass the Roy Rogers Museum. Tonto said the Lone Ranger stuff, too. I don't know what he meant by that. <laughs> but there's a giant that's what, trigger. That's what Fat Boy said yesterday after uh, Monday when he ate the three dozen uh, dun- uh, uh, Krispy Kreme donuts. He was stuffed. But you can't be telling the truth about that. That is, I, I'm not the one that was, I'm not there. I didn't make it up. Everybody, we had several witnesses. He had a whole bunch of witnesses. He ate 15 dozen donuts? No, he had three boxes. That's three dozen donuts. Oh, my God. Fat Boy. Oof. Yeah, <laughs> even we couldn't do that. No, not together. <laughs> no, even put together, we couldn't do that. Even with the beast thrown in, we still couldn't do it. Well, <laughs> he, would, he would increase our odds. Yeah, that's true. He'd give us a, a fighting shot. Well, you have a nice day. <laughs> you too, and don't lose too much on these stupid-ass basketball. I'm you all over it, Neil. You can't Jesus. stop me now. Oh, I'm like a runaway train. Bed, man. College, college hoops. Now, this is great. Dreaming. This is the best. Next, you're going to be betting on Parcheesi. No, no. College and, basketball and, is and actually you can win about, at it. In about 20 years, Hank is going to be over there. It's still an aventura betting on shuffleboard. Shuffleboard? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> betting on the Mahjong games. Yeah, I'll be in them. Yeah, probably. <laughs> all right. And See by the way, it. congratulations yes. to Mo for uh, extending that contract two more years. Oh, what was that? Excuse me. What do you mean, what was that? I got to check on that. <laughs> They're extending him for two more years? That's what it says right here in the Palm Beach Post, man. I saw that. Mo Howard, David, uh, uh, the rumor is. <laughs> post to an extension that will take him to 2008 as a talk show host on WQAM. Jeez, and I, saw, I just saw a school of pigs flying by. They like, a, they like a bunch of cranky old Jews. You and me and the Mo and, of course, the uh, token jock in there as well. All right. Jews and jocks. Well, we'll just all, we'll age together. Maybe I'll watch those hearings. Is that going to be televised today? Sometime? Yes, it's on at 10 o'clock. On it's where? on now. ESPN. Well, then it ought to be on the TSN then, because TSN is owned by ESPN now. Let me take a look. 
They're making their opening comments. Along with these broken records came allegations of steroid use when we major league baseball. There it is. You got it, man. You'll be into it. I know you. What, what do you mean by that? You're, I'll be you're going to pay some attention to this. Yeah, okay. I'll, you know I'll, something? I'll tell you what. I'll keep it on all day. You've been a baseball fan until two. But I don't. But I don't care about steroids. I mean, it's so obvious. It's like it's like asking. Uh, it's like asking, is the grass green? I mean, what, what's the point? Well, we all what know that. The point? I mean, like Barry Bonds. I just want to make an over-under bet Josh with you. Josh Portis is the only person in the world that doesn't think that Barry Bonds is on steroids. I mean, you have to be an imbecile out to know that. that. I did not say the that. The hell you didn't. No, you just said you don't care because you just uh, want to wanna sleep with him or something. You want to, like, uh, be his bunk butt buddy. I don't know what it is. Have him keep count on how many times they take the fifth today. Yeah. Oh, there's oh, Bud. Yeah, speaking of fifth, he ought to be drinking one. Yeah, looks like he did. To, quote, find out what really happened and to get at the bottom. Maybe I got a great idea. I think you just solved my uh, dilemma today. I'll just carry the hearings all day. Hey, am I a help or what? <laughs> yeah, that ought to help us down to about a one year. <laughs> I have to go find out what's going on with the extended contracts. I'll see yeah, you. Do a little homework on that, okay? And I'll have a report. Says, have a great day. You too. The Hoover of the Moon, man. This is the time of year when everyone's a wee bit Irish. Say, Colleen, would you be wanting to come over to my place to help me uh, wax my shillelagh? Oh, now that I would, Matty Patrick, if you be wearing the green. I know there's a smart lassie. She's making sure her laddie's wearing the Kelly Green protection of leprechauns. Don't be wishing on a four-leaf clover or falling for the gift of gab, especially if you're planning on kissing some blarney stones or <laughs> what have you. Be doubling your prediction with different condoms. They're strong enough for a man. But I like them too. So catch yourself a different condom and you won't be catching anything else. Well, happy St. Patty's Day to you. Let's see, what are these liners here? Look for the QAM uh, van today, noon to one, at International Tool, located just south of 595 on Davie Road for the Big Bosch Tool Sale. Or is that Borscht? Big Bosch Tool Sale and free lunch from Smoky Bones Barbecue. And George and McGill will be at Treasure Island tonight, even though it's Thursday. This is in place of last night because it's St. Patty's right. Day. Five to seven for a St. Patrick's Day happy hour party. <laughs> Stop by for dance specials and prizes. Treasure Island right off the Palmetto, just north of the 122nd Street exit. Maybe some of them ping-pong bowls will bounce your way. Or maybe just some other ones. Let's see. Here's the deal. Our poll, uh, what have I got this out here for? Oh, yeah, before we do the poll or anything else, let's see. we got a death. Bill Lehman died. You see that? Who? Exactly. See, you're just so out of touch. Hey. Baseball can't simply turn its back on recent history. This is for the humper. We want to carry just a little bit of these uh, hearings. And move on. That's enough. A former U.S. Representative Bill Lehman, a legendary figure of South Florida politics, considered a visionary on racial issues and public transit, died yesterday at Mount Sinai Medical Center in Miami Beach. He was 91. And you know what? Just like with my mother, that's old enough. Wouldn't you be just delighted to make it to 91 in good health? I'll, I'll take it. Right. Of course, I don't know if he was in good health. A youth car salesman, teacher, school board chairman, and powerful politician who wielded control over transportation issues in the U.S. for 10 years, Lehman was remembered by friends and former staffers as a compassionate soul and voice of progressive moderation, which, of course, in America now is passe, especially in Florida. A person like this can only come along in a community once in a century, twice in a century if you're lucky, said John Shelbel, chief of staff to U.S. Representative Kerry Meek, who was Lehman's press spokesman. He was truly colorblind. He was born October 5, 1913 in Selma, Alabama the son of candy factory owners. He graduated from the University of Alabama and married the former Joan Feebleman in 1939. 
They became parents of three children, two sons and a daughter who died of a brain tumor in 79. He spent 30 years About 30, man. as a used car dealer calling himself Alabama Bill in ads before he got into politics. He also became a school teacher, was elected to Dade County School Board in 66, became chairman of the school board in 71, first elected to Congress to represent the Northeast Dade District in 72. The Biscayne Park Democrat was known for his low-key manner, the southern drawl he never lost, and for his political power. He was heavy-duty, baby. He won respect among conservative Cuban exiles in 1988 when he went to Cuba and negotiated the release of three political prisoners. How do you like that, huh? Bill Lehman, good guy. He's dead. Surgery for jaw cancer in 83 left his speech slurred, but he stayed in Congress for another decade. He uh, said he made up his mind to resign from Congress in 92 because of health reasons. He had sudden realization that a disabling stroke he suffered in 91 made him less effective as a legislator. And now he's dead. Bill Lehman, good man. Had him on my show once. How do you like that? How was he? Back in the day, he was a uh, little like that. Now he was a good guy. He was great. He was a great man. There aren't too many great men these days. You know? I've known a few great men. Union, if you were to remove the cloud over baseball, and maybe save some lives in the process. Ah, oh, cut the crap! Ba, 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 ba. They're all pontificating. Ba, ba, ba. You know what this reminds me of? It's like the thing with the Catholic Church and the uh, the priest and the child molestation. You know, they put on a real good dog and pony show, and they're all sitting there very seriously. And Congress is raking them over their coals, and we want to clean all of this up, just like the president said in the State of the Onion address. And we want to get the roids out of your uh, baseball, etc. Yeah, right. Who are you people kidding, man? As soon as they catch on to one thing, they're all right. Before they catch on to the first drug, they're already working on the next one. Just like in horse racing. It's the same thing. You know, before, the, before they finally catch the first thing showing up in the test that they've been able to evade for years, then they're already uh, bringing out the second one that they can't detect. And that's the way it works. And won't be any different here. Why not just legalize everything? Okay. So that the people with the longest needle and the best juice, they're the ones that can win. And it's just the way it is, you know? Right. What's wrong with that? Nothing. There's Henry Waxman. There's something wrong with his... Uh... Or a drug problem that affects... No- yeah, see what I'm saying? Bop, 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 beep, 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 beep. On this show, we like drugs a lot. How do you like that? We like prescription drugs. We like. How, how come it's okay to put all those prescription drugs on the evening news every night? And by the way, speaking of the evening news, I will never, ever watch CBS Evening News again. Bob mm-hmm. Schieffer has turned me off. Okie dokie. Yeah. Okie dokie. But, uh, and I will not watch Peter Jennings because he can't speak anymore. That, that's an amazing... <laughs> no, he has Dick Clark syndrome. He's like... Uh, have you noticed that? Yeah, but what are you going to do? No, no, I, I'm sorry, but he was once very articulate and very smooth, and now it's like he's just straining to get the words out, like a doddering fool. And Brian Williams, who sounds fine, he's very articulate, but yeah, I can't look at him because his not only is his nose out of joint, but his lips are like not a, One of them is like over here, and one of them is over there, like, uh, you know, like Rocky and Bullwinkle over here, over there. Uh, he's hard to look at. He's bizarre. Looks like his head came out when mm-hmm. he was born. His head came out like kind of like uh, ass sideways. Askew. Yeah, askew. He looks like Reuben Askew. By the way, is he dead or alive, Reuben Askew? No, I don't know. Our former governor. He was I a real you. Yahoo, man. He was a real jerk. A Yahoo in this state? Yeah. See, there, there's different kinds. Now, now Walker Lawton, he was a, a Yahoo. But he, he was, was a good, good guy. Old boy. It's, not, it's not politics because uh, Askew was a Democrat, mm-hmm. but he was a jerk. As opposed to uh, the Hikun, who was a good guy, and then, of course, Bobby Graham, who's our hero. Right. Bobby Graham was the last really uh, rock solid politicians in South Florida, as far as, you know, on a, on a statewide basis. Of course, he was no Mark Foley or Charlie Chris. Yay. Anyway, so we got this thing from the Palm Beach Post. Got a lot of stuff here today, you know, and then we got to clean up yesterday's poll. We got today's big poll. It's already got, I bet you, without even looking, I bet you it's got close to 300 votes. Oh, it's over. Huh? 304, see? All right. 304, 306, I got. 306, baby. And let's see how you're doing. I'm doing okay. I'm right in there with uh, Mr. Uh, Ego. But you're way up there near the top. You're shoulders above me. 
You even ahead of Mo. See, it's interesting. It's a good thing that Mo is like re-signing for two more years because now the audience is starting to like cotton to him a lot more. They, now that he's become one of us, whatever that means. <laughs> huh? What are we? I don't know. <laughs> Despised by everybody in the building. So uh -huh. now he's been around long enough. Well, it didn't take long for that. But anyway, now that Mo is uh, one of the family, because ordinarily back in the day, he may have even given Russia a run for his money, but now he's just in the pack. You know, in fact, I think, have you got a beat? Oh, yeah. Oh, you yeah. got a beat. Hands, hands down his pants. Those Hit checkered it. pants. Don't go crazy. I like Neil's poll. Absolutely. They'll be coming down Fifth Avenue upon St. Patty's Day. All right. A great day for the Irish all across the USA. Yeah. What you got to watch is this I hear. This cry and ballyhoo. There's a bunch of queers again this year who say that Irish too. Oh, God loves the Irish. Unless, of course, you're gay. If you are, you won't be marching upon St. Patty's Day. You can be a bum, a bucket of scum. Sure, and that's okay. But you can't be Irish if you're gay. The order of Hibernians, those eminences gray, have delivered this pronouncement upon the blessed day. Sure, a little bit of heaven fell and nestled in the sea. But you're going straight to hell for homosexuality. Oh, God loves the Irish as long as men are men. Except perhaps the leprechauns, we've never been sure of them. You can be stinking drunk and hurling chunks, we'll laugh it all away. But you can't be Irish if you're gay. No, you can't be Irish if you're gay. Don't even try being Irish if you're gay. 10-19, happy St. Paddy's Day, okay? And uh, on our website, Eric finally got it on there, better late than never. Now, we've heard of the high five in baseball. What would you call that, Josh? The low five? Something like that. Yeah, that's uh, that's a real congratulatory grip. At any rate, the picture below it, though, first, United Methodist Church. You know how all these churches and shoals, they've got these signs out in front. Uh, God is, uh, well, whatever they put on there, you know, crap. Well, this is a United Methodist Church somewhere in the USA. Church of the Cross is the name of it. And the sign says, don't let worries kill you. Let the church help. <laughs> that is so good. And right above that, this is below where you're voting on the poll. You want to take a peek at these. And since we got the baseball roid hearing, down to this. I think they ought to have a, a hearing on this picture. It's the St. Louis Cardinals. I can't recognize the players. Do you know who those are? No, uh, but he must have really got a hold of the ball. That was Josh Cordes, by the way, folks. At any rate, there's the picture, and you kind of evaluate. Now, I keep thinking to myself, it's got something to do, you know, how they're like camera angles and things like that? Yeah, it's got to have something to do with that. We would think, wouldn't we? I think he's lending a helping hand, is what I said. <laughs> that is one of the most bizarre things barrier. And as far as I have ever seen across the country. Now America is asking baseball for integrity, an unequivocal statement against cheating. Well, here's a, a fax from Joshua Darrow, which it's really nice now. It was a, no wonder I'm in such a great mood today because we didn't have a visit from Duff or from Clarence, which is fine. By the way, paydays a week from tomorrow, Clarence, the 25th. I just, just mark it down in the calendar. That's all. Very simple. You don't have to call here. You don't have to come in and get everybody whipped up into a frenzy. Duff doesn't have to share his emotional crippled behavior with all the rest of us and spoil our, uh, you know, turn a sunny day into a rainy one. Just go away, guys. You can just fax like this. Works for me. Marlins Red Sox game today, which was going to be on at 3:50. See, we don't or 2:50. We don't really care because it doesn't affect us. Has been canceled. It says still working on filling the two slots. I left a message with Mo and with Mad Dog Eminem, the Eminem boys, Mo and the Mad Dog. So uh, we're going to see who we got on there. We we know we got uh, Curtis. At, well, no, I mean, we don't know that. Curtis was slated. He was penciled in it too. But now that the Marlins exhibitionist, you know, isn't that the second one, Josh, that they had rained out with the Red Sox? 
Um, it's probably the same game that they're trying to make up. Well, maybe. no, but that's what I'm saying. It's the second time they had a big Red Sox game, which everybody because that was going to be the one time they were going to play, right? Right. In preseason. Yeah. Uh, and as a result, it got rained out the last time. That's the time I like uh, got the hell out of here just in time. And then they had the uh, pregame pop 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 and they filled an hour, and then they finally said, "Give up, go home," and that was it. But uh, so they tried to play it again today, and guess what? More rain. Rain in South Florida, that's a very... Um, because we have four panels and many witnesses to hear from today. I'm... Oh, yeah, well, we got plenty of time. No sweat. We'll check in with you. We'll check back with you later, like Tom Pelvita would say. Now, here from the Palm Beach Post yesterday, and how come the how come Barry Jackass and Jim Sarney, who claim that they got their thumb right on the uh, pulse of the radio and sports business, uh, they don't know their ass from Greg's elbow. I'll tell you that right now. The Palm Beach Post, however, Greg Bedard wrote yesterday... The Dolphins announced Tuesday that they signed a two-year contract to make 790 AM the ticket, the new flagship station for the team, closing an eight-year run on WQM and likely signaling the end of Jim Mandich and Howard David. No, not likely, uh, at, at the end. Mandich, a former Dolphins tight end from 70 to 77, old number 88, has been the team's color analyst for 13 years, affectionately known as Mad Dog. He continues to be popular with fans in his trademark, All Right Miami, or just, All Right, huh, is often in NFL film productions. Not to mention, of course, a whole bunch of other things. Like, for example, if I can, if I can find it. Well, all right, sports fan. All right. Oh, Toledo. All right, all right. That's the last time we'll ever hear Rick Weaver say, "Holy Toledo." All right. Holy Toledo. All right, all right. He, well, I don't care what anybody says. Rick Weaver was just uh, not, not, not the nicest guy in the world. He didn't smell all that good, but he was uh, pretty damn good. You know, not likable, but he was good. Kind of like me. Anyway, now let's see. Let me go on because there's some important crap in here in this article. Uh, though Mandis could not see that's wrong. He's not. Gonna, the feeling of this partnership is Dolphin CEO Joe Bailey said, if you're going to launch something that's new, you ought to have fresh new faces. Bailey said, which is a very <coughs> stupid move by the Dolphins organization. But we've seen that they're uh, that's their new uh, trademark is making really stupid moves. For example, uh, Gus Farad. Clearly, in the case of both Mandage and David, they're going to remain friends of the family, if you will, because they're part of the history of the team. Right. I'm sure Mo feels like a lot of love and all warmth and cuddleness uh, with the Dolphin organization. David, a Boca resident who did play-by-play -play in the past three years, is close to an extension that will take him into 2008 as a talk show host on WQAM. Oh, my How do you like God. that? Our buddy Mo is uh, hanging around. See, we're all extending it. We don't know why. Because this is an insufferable place to work. The people here are like a bunch of crazy people. The treatment of us is all brutal and grotesque, lies be us, and yet we just can't get enough of it. Mo, it says, will continue to do a weekly NFL game for Sports USA Radio Network, and will announce some college games, too. Well, nice going, Mo. And you notice how poorly he's doing on our poll today, and that's good. Right? Absolutely. As I mean, compared to back, back in the day, I mean, you've got to beat hands down his uh, checkered pants again. Back in the day, once upon a time, when there was all that anger and angst and hysteria and psychosis going on around these hallways or your hallways or somewhere, uh, then it was a different story. Yet we have today people who are admitting that they're altering the games and, and cheating. Yeah, well, we can see that in that one photograph. To me, it was a job I did for three years, David said, right? Do, 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 do. Working with Jim was a lot of fun. Mandage is a dolphin for life. I'm sure it's much more impactful for him. It's probably very hurtful, is what Mo said. Sources said former uh, Marlins announcer John Bouchambi, the booster, who is now at 790 AM, is the favorite to replace Mo Howard David, doing the uh, voice of the Dolphins. Former Hurricanes announcer Mark Vandermeer has told friends he would like to return, but he just signed a three-year contract extension to continue his voice in Houston, Texas, although the Beast, who is a good friend of Vandermeer, came in this morning and said, bah, 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 you know, a lot of crap. He just talks crap. 
Maybe not, maybe this. See, the one thing about the beast, he never really tells you anything. It's just, well, maybe it's this, and I heard that. He's just a yenta. You're just a round little yenta. Like, you're like a human bowling ball, like a big, like that big uh, rover in uh, the, in the uh, prisoner. The balloon, the beach ball. The, he's like a big human balloon. Anyway, among those rumored to replace Mandich are former Dolphins Jimmy Syphilis, Kim Bocamper, who's a great guy but as wooden as a um, two-by-four, and Nick Bonacotti. Nick's not uh, bad on the ear. Joe Rose, 790 host and former Dolphin tight end, is not interested. I don't want to follow Dog, Rose said on his radio show. It's like Dan Marino and Jay Fiedler. I mean, who the hell would want to follow Dan Marino, especially Jay Fiedler? The Broward Bay 790 AM has a poor reception in much of Palm Beach County. Bailey said games will continue to be on the Dolphin Network, which included uh, WFTL 850 in West Palm Beach. The West Palm Beach market is extremely, extremely important to the organization. So the answer is whatever issue there is presently, that will be resolved, Bailey said. Won't you come home, Bill Bailey, please? Bill uh, Bailey, W-A-K-Y, Louisville. He was great. He was good. Back in the day of personality radio, man, he was good. Bill Bailey. Ever hear him? No. no. How about WLS Chicago? You ever hear Bill Bailey in the morning? No. no. Larry Lujak? Thing, examining the use of steroids in professional baseball. Well, Hank is monitoring. He wanted uh, me to put some of this on today, for, so for the humper. And the broader implications. There you go. Hey, Bucky, watch me pull a rabbit out of my head. Oh, Winkle, that's not a rabbit. That's not my hat either. Springsteen. Now you won't be smelling like New Jersey anymore. 10:32, 28:11. Happy uh, St. Patty's Day. Let's take a look at yesterday's poll. And by the way, the entire Rock and Roll Hall of Fame uh, is uh, on our website. You can click on there. Fine job there, boys. Whoever did that? Who did Eric, that? Eric, I reckon. Fine job there, Eric. Well, Josh is still trying to recover from uh, whatever we were talking about before. What were we talking about before with Hank? Oh, about Barry Bonds. Yeah. Uh, to where we are, and we're ready to move into our first panel. But before we get there, uh, I want to uh, ask unanimous consent that Mr. Osborne from Nebraska, former coach of the University of Nebraska. Oh, yeah, Ozzy Osborne's on the panel. That's good. Not Tom, it's Ozzy. Anyway, uh, we asked yesterday what group of artists should be in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, but isn't it? If you want to see all the people who are in it, just click on, on our website before you scroll down and see that disgusting picture. It's just a, an optical delusion, believe me. There's no way in the world that two macho uh, baseball players like that are like, uh, you know. He needed help with his cup. Obviously, they're making an adjustment. Is that what it is? He's adjusting his uh, package. And two hands. Rush, 314. We didn't even put him on there for a while because we weren't really sure because we had some bad information. But Rush celebrated last year the 30th anniversary, so obviously their uh, first recording was more, way more than 25 years ago. They not only qualify, but this audience demands that Rush... Isn't that interesting how Rush uh, won yesterday's poll and Rush is leading today is going to win again? Coincidence? Not the same Rush, but wow. Speaking of pill, popping pills, I wonder if Rush is at this hearing today. I appreciate the opportunity. To... Well, well, I'll be damned. Rush 314, that's the group, not the uh, cow. Van Halen 179, very sad that they hung on a second place. What is wrong with you people, man? Oh, well, by the way, speaking of people with very bad taste, Lucy Lou is on our uh, beaded curtain again today, and we apologize. Yeah. Yeah. 
Lucy Lou rhymes with Ew. Ew. Is on there again today, and uh, George just can't stop putting that on there because he hates you people like poison, I guess. That's it. It's contempt. She is. we got several pictures of her on there, by the way, and uh, I'll be honest with you. Uh, no matter what your persuasion, I think you would agree with me that the most of you, that the baseball picture is a lot more erotic <laughs> and, uh, oh, yeah, than Lucy Lou, than anything she could ever do. She looks like Yoko Ono hey, on a bad day. She's huge for some reason. She, I, I don't care how huge she is with the blind crowd. I mean, uh, you know. Van Halen, 179, a strong second place showing, although not anywhere near Rush. Chicago 155, who certainly should have beaten out Van Halen, not even close, but, you know, it's the way it goes. Leonard Skinner, 88. Three Dog Night, 87. Guess who, 62. Who? Yes? Yes. 54. No. Jim Croce, 44. The Cars, 42. Kiss, 37. The Moody Blues, 34. Super Tramp, 33. Well, isn't that nice that they uh, made the top something there? Good. Isn't that good? Something. Super Tramp, they're great. A lot of you out there, you're, and Chubby Checker, 29. The fact that he's not in there, more I, I would say more than anybody else on the list, even though there are people who you know did better music, but the fact that Chubby Checker's not in there is just, it's like a slap in the face. I think it's a racial thing myself. There's something wrong with that. Can you believe it? I, I believe it. I, I hate the word, but if there's anybody who's a rock and roll icon in my lifetime, mm-hmm. it would be Chubby Checker. Right. He's twisting it, baby. He's twisting it here. He's twisting it there. He's twisting it again like we did last summer. He's twisting it all over the place. Maybe that's what's happening in that baseball picture. He's twisting it. The Monkeys, 26, ELO and Blondie tied with 25. I love ELO, man. E-L. You fair. No, that's not it. Oh. Yeah, wow. <laughs> that's, where, that's where one of those used to be. You fairy. Oh, I love the way that sounds. <laughs> That'll change tomorrow, but enjoy it while you can today. I heard you dubbing it that way, and uh, I guess you had me shut off. I was like, hey, you got a pot open. Well, I had to shut you off. Well, uh, that made it, it's more... Uh, you fairy. See, nobody will ever hear like that. <laughs> Blindie, 25, ELO, 25. Boston, Johnny Rivers, 20 apiece. Stevie Winwood, the village people I have 19. So does Sonny and Cher. Sticks, 18. Do I want to read the whole list? Jesus. That'll take us up till midnight. Uh, Linda Ronstadt, 17. Blood, Sweat, and Tears, 16. Genesis, 16. The Spinners, 16. John Cougar Mellencamp, 15. I could live without him. Deep Purple, 15. The Del Vikings, 15. Grand Funk Railroad, 14. Steve Miller, 13. Emerson Lake and Palmer, 13. The Dave Clark, 5, 13. Abba had 12. <coughs> Alice Cooper, a dozen. Foreigner had 12. Oh, Foreigner is tied with Abba. Come on. What is wrong with you people? What is wrong? They just don't like foreigners. Motley Crue, 12. The Kingston Trio, 11. Hang down your head on that. Cheap Trick and Purple Hair, each had 10. America, George Thorogood. Kansas, Jan and Dean, each had 9. 8 for Steppenwolf, Todd Ron Grin, Jane Americans, The Ventures, The Ronettes, George Michael, and The Grassroots. The Grassroots had only 8 votes. There is something very, very rotten. You can smell it in the air, like Thunderclap Newman would say. There's something raunchy and rotten in the air in South Florida that The Grassroots had only 8 votes. That such silly people like Jan and Dean had more votes than the grassroots, okay? Don't you find that embarrassing and grotesque and totally, absolutely unacceptable? All of these things. Right. Hell and Oates and War had seven apiece. Neil Sinaka and Vanilla Fudge and the Miracles each had six. Paul Anka, the Hollies, Harry Chapin, Herman's Hermits, five. Four apiece for Blue Oyster Cult, Carly Simon, Little River Band, Bad Company, The Association, Shania Twain, Edgar Winter Group, The Kingsman, Marty Robbins, Little Eva. Three apiece for Dion Warwick, which you still can't spell right, not even close. Paul Revere and the Raiders had three. Derek and the Dominoes had three. The Turtles had three. Two apiece for Bread. Bread had only two votes. <laughs> oh, my, oh, my, oh, my God. Oh, man, have you people got some serious problems. Bobby V and Bobby Rydell and the Marvelettes each had two. One apiece for Junior Walker and the All-Stars. How could Junior Walker and the All-Stars have one vote? Huh? We got too many uh, pale people in this audience. 
Mitch Ryder, the Detroit Wheels, 38 special, which doesn't qualify. Really. Helen Reddy, Leslie Gore, Harry Nielsen had one, also one for the box tops, the Crystals, Edwin Starr, and the Buckinghams. Edwin Starr only had one. What does that tell you, huh? Do these uh, people know their music? No. These are the people that put no in. Uh, they don't know their music. And no votes for Rare Earth, Kenny Loggins, or Edison Lighthouse. No, no votes. Not a one. Are you ready for that? No. No. So that's the list from yesterday. How many votes did we have? We had like uh, 1805. We could add 2,000 if I'd left it up there, but I wanted, to, I wanted to hype this one today. The radio talk show host you dislike the most is dislike, as in, bah, we hate you. And, of course, we put our own names on there. I don't think we missed any names, did we? We must have. Well, why do you say that? I don't know, because we always do whenever we do things like this. Yeah, I think any talk show host who is heard inside. I'm not, I'm not talking about weekend part-time. I'm not talking about, like, omelet and uh, toast and, uh, you know, bacon and eggs and uh, weekend people. I'm talking about talk show people, or at least on a fairly regular basis. we got 472 votes. We're going to make 1,000 today, Josh. Oh. How do you like that? You fair. Well, huh? Are we going to make our thousand? Oh, not sure. even, not even close to eleven o'clock yet. We got almost five hundred votes. We got it. We got this like falling off a log. Believe me. In fact, we could sit back ask. and put those congressional steroid hearings on and just just sit Some back, put our feet up on the desk, and make uh, you know, our like way it's a lark. It. But we're not going to do that. Yeah, lark this. Okay, fly. Well, that's Jim Bunning, who is certifiable. Former a great pitcher for the Phillies and the Tigers, but he's a crazy person. And of course, as all uh, ex-jocks, he's a Republican from Kentucky. Jim Bunning. Remember when the returns were coming in, it looked like he was going to get beat last time, and all of a sudden he pulled it out of his hat, just like a rabbit. Jim Bunning. Not a crazy person. The radio talk show host you dislike the most is. That's our poll today, man. Something you people can stink your teeth into. 472 votes already. Rush Limbaugh. Nobody's going to touch Rush. Huh? Speaking of roids and pills and lies and hypocrisy and just being a big fat tub of crap. And that, of course, is what the right wing loves. They love liars. They look in the mirror and they say, liars be us. We just lie all the time. We're full of it. Like Jim Bunning. The public. See, there you go. Did you hear that? He's popping the his public. peas. Rush Limbaugh 189. In fact, maybe he ate his peas for breakfast this morning. Boy, I hate peas, I'll be honest with you. Not, not as much as I used to, but I'm just, I'm just not a pea person. Not what I heard. Rush Limbaugh 189. Sean Hannity 41. George Rodriguez, 34. How do you like that? All Even right. Bill Riley's got it. About 30, man. You've got, you got, you got the race, obviously, is for second place, right? Right. Nobody's going to come anywhere near Rush. And who would want to, quite frankly? Probably smells real bad. What's her name? Darren uh, Stevens on the uh, CNN there? Darren Kagan? Oh, yeah. she don't go near him either. Yeah, Darren Stevens. No, you're thinking of uh, Bewitched. <laughs> that was his name, wasn't it? Yeah, I did that on purpose because I didn't remember her name. Oh, I see. Darren Kagan. Kagan. Darren Kagan uh, Limbaugh. What a disgusting thought. George has got 34. Bill O'Reilly has got... About 30, man. And, of course, that's more than he's got listeners in the South Florida market. The impact he's made on radio in this market is... Uh, can't complain about it because it doesn't exist. Mo Howard, David at 23. Back in the day, Mo might have put in a big number, but not no more. Now he is extending the deal. He's beloved. He's uh, almost one of the family now. Howard Stern's got 20s right on Mo's ass. Hank has got 18. Al Franken, 17. Al Franken. Dan LaBastard, 16. You low-life slimeball, you, who didn't win the World Series at all, you idiot. You loser. You couldn't lick the mad dog's jock, okay? Probably would like to. Michael Savage, 16. Randy Rhodes, 12. Todd Schnitz got 10. Phil Henry, 9. Phil Henry's got 9. Are you sure? Yep. Randy Rhodes has got... I already did that. Steve Kane's got 9. Mr. Ego, that's the entire audience on uh, whatever that channel is. Glenn Beck, 6. O.J. McDuffie, 6 for the juice. 6 for Geldy. 6 for me. The Big O's got 4. Eddie K's got a pair. Depot, Jeff DeForest, the Indian Killer's got a couple. Jim Manage, two. G. Gordon Liddy's got a couple. Jerry Springer, two. 
Joe Rose won, and none yet for Boog Shambi and Ed Schultz. Nobody don't like the booster. You are listening to Love Boog Rogers. Not a good talk show, but a good guy. You've been putting up with a broken arm or other ailment because you can't afford medical care? Well, now you can get treatment at St. Regis Philbin Hospital. Yes, we've eliminated frills like bedpans, nurses, painkillers. We've instituted cost-cutting programs such as bed sharing and assembly line surgery. Yet you'll be cared for by our friendly staff. Roll over, skinny. I need to check your oil. <laughs> Woo! Is that a fracture or are you just glad to see me? <laughs> Come to St. Regis Philbin now for our Hospital Week special. Get a urinalysis and keep the free Flintstone specimen jar. Kids love them. St. Regis Philbin, we need the business, so let's cut a deal. 1047 at 560 WQM. Here's a fact. says, what about Paul from Big 106? Is Paul Castro a talk show host? No. No. Right? Right. Not even close. Here's a suggestion for a poll, which we're not going to do, but it's kind of cute in relation to that picture we got, that controversial picture that we got on our website, right below where you're voting on the poll. What are these two macho ball players doing? And he's got like a whole bunch of choices. Uh, I'm not going to even read the first one. Looking for the rosin bag, getting some pine tar, checking for a hernia. That might be it. There you go. Checking to see if the other one's on steroids or trying to get to third base. Well, that's, that's cute. It is cute. That is kind of cute. Not real cute, but kind of cute. Almost as cute as Lucy Liu. In fact, even cuter, I would say. A jury acquitted our good buddy, tough guy actor Robert Blake of murder yesterday in the shooting death of his wife four years ago. A stunning verdict in a case that played out like Pulp Fiction without John Revolta, without any fries or mayonnaise. The jury also acquitted Blake of one charge of trying to get somebody to kill his wife, but deadlocked on the second solicitation charge. The only problem is now that the uh, bitch's family is going to take him to civil court. Uh, in July, the 71-year-old star of the 70s detective drama Beretta dropped his head, trembled with emotion, let out several deep breaths after the verdict was read. How many times have we seen that in the last hour? About 30, man. Oh, talk about drooling rednecks. There's Dan Bolton from Indiana. Two were in a position. The anti-Janet Reno. What, what would be the steps that... That would be the steps that we take. Where would you stick it in? Who's... Rectum. Yeah, where would you stick the needle? This is, this is such a dog and pony show. Congress is having hearings on steroids in baseball. We got all kinds of crap going on. We got Halliburton ripping off the uh, government again. We got people, innocent people dying in Iraq and all over the world. We got famine. We've got pestilence. We've got murder and bloodshed. People blowing each other's brains out like it was a, like it was a hobby. And in the meantime, Congress is having hearings. We got $57 a barrel plus the highest price of oil in history. And thank you very much, Mr. President, for those low gas prices. And we got hearings on Steroids in baseball. God almighty, what are you people thinking about? This is, this is just like the indecency stuff in broadcasting. It's the same crap. We've got the, the, the uh, police. You fill in the blank, okay? The steroid police, the word police, the jaywalking police, the uh, sex police, the uh, whatever. The jury of five, uh, five men and five women delivered the verdicts on its ninth day of deliberations following a trial with a cast of characters that included two Hollywood stuntmen who said Blake tried to get them to bump off his wife. Blake had faced life in prison. Prosecutors weren't looking for the death penalty. Unlike, of course, the unctuous what's-his-name that is getting the death penalty, and they smashed his head on the uh, police van when he shoved him in there. That was great. Scott Peterson. We love that. <laughs> Blake was charged with shooting 44-year-old Bonnie Lee Bakley to death in her car. And you know something? About the bottom line is the bitch had it coming. Unlike uh, poor uh, Lacey Peterson right. with her unborn baby, which mm -hmm. was just really an insomnia. Unlike that situation where that philandering Scott Peterson is going to get the gas, he's going to get the needle, Watson, 
But this Robbie Blake, I mean, she had it coming, whether he did it or somebody else, it was just a matter of time. I think the dog done it. Even the dog hated her like poison. Now, here's some really bad news. We had another story that I was actually, we had on our website, and I was actually going to read it and then come to find out that late last night, speaking of, speaking of what your Congress is doing, here's another good example. Every player in Major League Baseball. Here's another good example. The House passed legislation late last night intended to delay the removal of the feeding tube, keeping alive that brain-damaged woman whose husband has court permission to allow her to die. Terry. Poor old Terry. Earlier in the day, a Florida appeals court refused to block the removal of Terry Schiavo's feeding tube. For years, her husband has battled her parents over his efforts to allow her to die, which he contends she would prefer rather than live in a vegetative state like Florida. Who the hell would want to live in that vegetative state? You'd have to be some kind of a masochist by an angel. The House bill passed on a voice vote would move such a case to federal court. Federal judges have twice turned down efforts by the parents, Bob and Mary Schindla, to move the case out of Florida courts, citing a lack of jurisdiction. Senate Republicans are introducing a separate bill to give Schiavo and her family standing in federal court, and they hope it can be debated today, a Republican aide said. Under the House legislation, a federal judge would decide whether withholding or withdrawing food, fluids, or medical treatment from an, un an incapacitated person violates the Constitution or U.S. law. It would apply only to incapacitated people who had not left directives dealing with being kept alive artificially and for whom a state judge had authorized the withholding of food or medical treatment. Some House members criticized the bill, which Representative Fat Jerry Na Gerald Nadler of New York called a dangerously reckless way to deal with some serious issues. It doesn't just deal with feeding tubes. It would allow intervention in any decision affecting any kind of medical care. Read the bill, Nadler said. He is pissed off and fired up, that fair Gerald Nadler said, which is good because his emotional outburst might burn off at least four or five, maybe a few calories. About 30, maybe 30 man. calories. For me to believe. Yeah, right. Want to take a few calls here? Because I'm really whipped up yeah, into a frenzy it. about this, this crap here. I mean, for, first of all, I don't care about baseball, period. All right? I don't care about hockey anymore, uh, and I was number one hockey fan in South Florida. They can all take a flying leap for my part, okay? A plague on all of them. My life is going along just fine without no hockey. And, of course, one thing about it, about it when you live here... Nobody there. All the way back with the leaves on. See? There's always, we got hockey 24-7. If you want hockey, 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 we got it, okay? We don't have to play any new games. We got all these stale old games on there, right? Right. But baseball, I mean, I've been out of touch with baseball for years now because all these ridiculous salaries and all of this phony baloney, the, uh, these phony uh, steroid-driven uh, superstars like Barry Bonds and Sammy Sosa with him crossing himself and the thing with the fingers. Yeah, he got the finger all right. Bye-bye, Sammy. You stink. They're tired of it. So if I don't care about baseball, why the hell would I care about whether they're doing steroids and how Congress is sitting wasting all your taxpayer money having congressional hearings on steroids and baseball, which, quite frankly, is none of their business in the first place. None of their business. Right? Right. Right. Why the hell is it Congress's business whether uh, Mark McGuire was, or Jose Canseco was, like, getting the needle in the ass? WQAM, hello. Hi, Neil. Wonderful. Quote. Sounds like, uh, yeah, that idiot. WQAM, hello. Neil. Yes, sir. God. Hey, uh question for your poll. Now, I know that he hasn't been doing really talk shows in a while, but what about Joe Zagacki? Yeah, right. Mm -hmm. Like I said, well, the poll is complete, okay? The poll is closed. Joe Zagacki is not a talk show host. You know, some of you people need some serious assistance. The poll is closed. We've got everybody doing a talk show right now. We're not talking about somebody who maybe did a talk show for five minutes about 80 years ago. We're talking about talk show hosts right now. Got it? Good. Write it down. Put it on your arm like a memento and get some mental help soon, please. WQAM, hello. Yeah, Neil, how are you doing today? Okay. Um, just got something for you. On uh, Tuesday, I was listening to the Mad Dog Show about 510. I don't know if anyone's right. touched on this yet. No, man. But he said, 
I'm gay. He was talking about him and Curtis were saying about how back in the day yeah. gay was not a uh, a derogative word. And him and uh, Curtis both said, I'm gay. I'm gay. Right. Yeah. See it. Okay. We'll have to uh, get that clip out of there. That's what the guy was getting at. You fairy. Right. What? What are, you, what are you giving a sigh relief? It's almost 11 o'clock already. We barely Ooh. broke a sweat, and it's already the first right. hour is bye-bye, baby. We got nice uh, long breaks all day today. Curtis back there in sales, in spite of uh, hating me like poison, he's really got his uh, thumb, his nose to the grindstone. They're selling spots like crazy because they know that it's just a matter of time before they start doing a dollar a holler over there at 790. Oh, but we got the we got the dolphins now. Yeah, you got Joe Rose is what you got. That's all you've got. You've got zippity doo man. You've got Zippo. And I'm talking about the lighter. WQAM, hello. The ironic thing about yesterday's poll is that uh, they got one vote. Junior Walker and the All-Stars is in yeah. the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. They are? They're in there, man. They got one freaking vote. Junior Walker and the All-Stars are in there? Yeah, they got Did one we vote. Up? Uh, where do you see them? Under W. Under w. Junior Walker and the All-Stars. And guess what? They're still not in there. Under W. They're still not in there. How do you like that? They're not in there. You see them? I don't see them. No, they're not in there. Maybe they're under Junior. No, they're they're not under anything. They're not All under stars. Junior Walker. They're under Walker. They're under uh, All Stars. They're not under anything. They're not in there. Schmuck, putz. Yeah. There's another one, huh? Yeah. Yeah. Right. There's another South Florida. That's an expert. He knows his crap, baby. And he just gave you about thirty seconds of it. You're listening to be very, very quiet. I am cruising for Wabbit. What's up, stud? Oh, hello. Nice carrot. <laughs> I bet you say that to all the Wabbits. Ain't I a stinker? <laughs> Other stations give you cars. Other stations give you cash. But we're going to give you what you really want. Because we're going to make you taller. How's the weather up there? That's right. You'll be able to look down women's dresses. See what people hide on the tops of refrigerators. Make millions of dollars playing pro basketball. You don't need talent if you're tall enough. Just be the fifth color when you hear this sound. And we'll shave your head and grab on layer after layer of skin until you're seven foot three, mostly forehead. This station accepts no liability in the event that your body rejects its new forehead. Because of the nature of the procedure, your eyes will remain in the same place. So looking down women's dresses will need to be accomplished with a small stool. Still not included in price package. Sure, you'll be really weird looking, but boy, will you be tall. Keep listening for your chance to win. There's nothing like a small stool. That's what I've always said. It's 11.02 at QAM. Look for the QAM van today, noon to one at the International Tool, located just south of 595 on Davy Road for the big Bosch tool sale and free lunch from Smoky Bones Barbecue. Free lunch. All right. Like I said, I'd start lining up right now. And George and McGill will be at Treasure Island night 5 to 7 for a special St. Patty's Day happy hour party. Stop by for dance specials and prizes. Treasure Island right off the Palmetto, just north of the 122nd Street exit. With Belka Bryan and WQA. Uh, those uh, rejoins just leave me limp. limp. I just, I don't like them. In fact, the only thing I like less than that is that one we got with the the, the, the Hank one there. That that thing is just, uh... That one. Oh, Hank ought to, like, protest about that. we got to get rid of that thing. That is just brutal. Especially when the guy was... It sounds almost like Mo and uh, Al Michaels again. You remember that one? Yeah. <laughs> I got it here somewhere. As if I have to ask. Remember that? So Mo is signing for two more years. Boy, I'd, uh, that was really a shocker. You know, an eye popper, huh? 
I post to show you, man, if you hang around long enough, soon you become like part of the woodwork. Everybody just stays forever, except, of course, for Screw Ann. I think too much monkey business with Roy. certain people. How come this thing won't queue up on here? Is there some special reason? Is it like rejecting I don't this know. disc? I'll be damned. Five six seven oh five sixty pound fives. Oh, there it is. Sixty on the uh, AT and T and Verizon wireless line. In a hotel somewhere in Hallandale, it's Al Michaels. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Just a little taste. Oil prices scale fresh highs today, forcing OPEC to consider a second output increase just today after its deal to raise supplies failed to halt crude's record-breaking advance. Thank you, Mr. President, for those low gas prices and for all these Nazis you're pointing to all these very important posts. What's happening in baseball? U.S. light crude broke above $57 for the first time, reaching as high as $57.50 in electronic, Electronic trading before slipping to 57.33, up 87 cents from yesterday's settlement. London's Brent crude. You talk about crude, man. That's the word for this crap. Benchmark for European imports got as high as a record 56 dollars a barrel before easing to 55.80, up 92 cents, up almost a buck. As our dependents, we, we just continue being the stepchildren to the Saudis and all of these other grave robbers. It's just amazing to me. But the good news is, for those of you who don't care about the environment, and for those of you who really believe that this is going to uh, cause the price to come down anytime soon, which it's not, amid the backdrop of soaring oil prices and gasoline prices, and thank you again, Mr. President, for those fantastic bargain basement uh, gas prices, a sharply divided Senate yesterday voted to open the ecologically rich Alaska wildlife refuge to oil drilling, delivering a major energy policy win. See, I can't even say it. I'm so tongue-tied for El Presidente. The Senate, by a 51 to 49 vote, rejected an attempt by Democrats and GOP moderates to remove a refuge drilling provision from next year's budget, preventing opponents from using a filibuster, a tactic that's blocked repeated past attempts to open the Alaska refuge to oil companies. The action, assuming Congress agrees on a budget, clears the way for approving drilling in the refuge later this year, drilling supporters said. The House has not included similar provision in its budget, so the issue is still subject to negotiations later this year to resolve the difference. The oil industry has sought for more than two decades to get access to what is believed to be believed to be billions of barrels of oil beneath the 1.5 million acre coastal plain of the Arctic National Wildlife Refuge in the northern eastern corner of Alaska. Let's go with Johnny Horton, north to Alaska. What about Johnny Horton? What do you say? Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, north to Alaska. What do you say? Okay. No. Like Johnny Horton, though, he's pretty good. Battle of New Orleans, remember that? Mm -hmm. Johnny Horton was good, and he was no little Willie John. But See, that's what you have to use as your measuring stick. You have to look at the list that they've got, the people they've put <laughs> in there, and take, no, listen to me, and take the least deserving, most obscure couple of them, like Little Willie John mm-hmm. and Ed James, and then you say to yourself, ah, uh, no, okay. So all of the, almost anybody else you might mention, sure, more meaningful and better known and more significant than Little Willie's John. Man, who are they kidding? Let's see. Here is check out ChristOnTheCrapper.com. It says, this administration is brilliant, steroids. It started in the uh, State of the Union, right? Yeah, I do, Mary. I mentioned that before in the State of the Union, if you were listening. I mentioned that. We got very important fish to fry. What, wait a minute. How did I get back onto CNN? I don't want to see Ricky Ticky Sanchez on there. Oh, wait a minute. Wait. I got to go back, though. Got to go back. What is a developing story, which means that Darren's got a hangnail. Oh, a person of interest in the case of the missing Florida girl is now in custody. Do we care about that? No. No. Person of interest, don't you? Oh, and Susan Candiotti, our old friend Susan, is doing the report. But we got more important things. You go, go. And prove that the records attained by future Hall of Fame, fame inductees. What you be saying? What did he just say? Also, let's see. War. Sell us. Uh, what does this say? I was hoping you could tell me. Oh, drilling in uh, Alaska. 
Mer mercury standards uh, reduced. Everything is going to... Okay. Weird thing. Okay. Sorry. Look, this is not going to be a show. This is not going to be the Randy Road show, the Al Franken show, where we're going to solve all the problems of the world. This is a show where we try most, for the most part, yeah, I read some of this stuff, and I pass it along, and you can chew it up and spit it out and wipe your butt with it, whatever you want to do. Uh, that's it. But these people want me to get all depressed. Oh, what are we? Woe is me. I, I'm not in the mood for that kind of... All you doomed... Uh, just like Muff Lindsay, you know, the same crap. I'm tired of that garbage. All this, the sky is falling, and they want you to be just as morbid and depressed and insecure and uh, psychotic as they are. You fairy. Right. I'm, not, I'm just not playing that game anymore. I, I've, uh, I'm, I won't do it. If he ever comes in here again, uh, you'll, you'll hear silence on this end. I'll go and make me a bologna sandwich or something. I'll make me a peanut butter and bologna sandwich. I will just not participate. I, I, I don't, you know, if he wants to take it personal, that's up to him. But he's the one who created it. How many, how many times have I told him I don't want to continue having me either call or come in right before the show and destroy my show and my day and my life? I'm an old fart. I only got like a limited number of days left. I would say, cops. So leave me alone already. Unless, unless, like, maybe somebody blew up the building or something, then it might be nice to know, you know. Right. But other than that, Right. Sorry, what would look? Enough of the crap already. Don't don't be trying to like uh, <laughs> weasel your way out. You can't do it anyway. They hate you like even the audience hates you. In fact, that'd be a good thing or reason for people to call in today. What what is your problem with George? What have you got against poor little George? He does his best. He uh, he look. He's even got Lucy Lou on there for you today. And he knows she's a beast, a dog. But he knows that a lot of you are desperate. Okay, that you like that slut. So we try to do our best for you, and yet you just turn on him, especially at a time when he had to go through that disgraceful Inquisition. That Matty Bell, Fat Boy, Greg Reed, Water Nazi, Duff Lindsay, Clarence Darrow Inquisition. Was Clarence in on that, too? I don't remember. I think so. Oh. Yeah, probably you don't remember because the, the stress was so great. It probably, like, set you back years. The radio talk show host you dislike the most is Rush Limbaugh, 249. There ain't nobody in the league with Rush. You pill-popping, fat, lying sack of crap, you. Sean Hannity, 58. George Rodriguez, 44. A very solid, respectable third-place showing. Bill O'Reilly, 34. Mo Howard David has got 31. You see how he slid back? He, uh, the audience is starting to warm up to you, Mo. You're a little slow on the, uh, you know, like, an, uh, like a block of ice. It's hard to warm up to you real quick, but after a while, you grow on us, just like that hairpiece. Howard Stern, 27. Dan LaBastard, 26. An unctuous piece of turd. He belongs on the radio like my dead little dog belongs on there, huh? The Tiny Show. Like his audience. That'll be tiny. Wait till you see those numbers come out. Picking on the mad dog. I mean, it's on the face of it. It is so ludicrous, so embarrassing and humiliating. A guy that we used to have on a weekend in the morning used to come in and like uh, get on the board and mess up with other people's shows. Remember that? Mm-hmm. That happened to us once because he's an imbecile. Al Franken, 24. Al Franken. He's gonna he's gonna get Bush out of there and he's gonna stop. All, he's gonna be the anti-Rush and especially the anti-Bill O'Reilly. Hank Goldberg, 22. Michael Savage, 20. A real Nazi if there ever was one. A maniac. A lunatic. Randy Rhodes, 14. How you doing, Randy? Well, oh, I see they moved her up to 6 to 10 now. They got uh, Jerry Springer on there now. See, one thing about Jerry Springer that he's going to discover is that nobody watches his TV show for the 60-second commentary that Tony <laughs> Crappy does. It. Well, uh, it goes to show you that a few people would just get along and love each other and understand. Yeah, right. They don't listen for your uh, for your uh, social commentary. They're watching it because it's a, it's an all-out knockdown brawl with, with every word that's ever been invented and bleeps and boobs, and that, that's it. But he'll find out. I'm sure he knows already. Todd Schnitt, 12. Phil Henry, Phil's got a dozen. Are you sure? Steve Kane, 10. Mr. Ego, that's big for a man with an audience that small. Geldy, uh, 7. I got 7. I'm tied with Geldy. Same person. I just did my police. Glenn Beck's got 6. OJ, Juice. The Juice has got 6. I've heard some uh, reports about his show. All of them bad. 
Jerry Springer's got five. The big... Uh, you fair. No, not the big... Oh. <laughs> I'm so used to hitting that thing. The big O's got five. Mad Dog's got three. See, almost nobody don't like the Mad Dog. Eddie K's got two. Jeff DeForest, two. Oh, see, we made a bad mistake. We should have put Defoe in that slot. Not. Absolutely not. I mean, I, I'd have taken a walk. If they put that backstabbing, phony, engine-killing piece of turd in there, that, that cornball rolling, G. Gordon Liddy's got a pair. Joe Rose won. And no votes. Nobody don't like Boog Shambi, and nobody knows who Ed Schultz is. Out of six, 6.42. It's 12 minutes after 11 o'clock, Josh Cordes. We have 642 votes on that poll. Now, you being the poll watcher that you are, the student of these numbers, you must, even you must be <laughs> pretty impressed with that. Huh? I definitely am. <laughs> we are absolutely blown away. You're listening to Neil, Neil Rogers exclusively on 560 QAM. One of my arms? Like, even though you're not scared now, can you, like, jump in my arms anyway? Okay. <laughs> in a world where remakes of remakes are constantly being remade. Sylvester Stallone returns as Rocky Balboa to defend his title against the formidable Mo Howard David in Rocky Part 27. If it wasn't for that bum, I could have been a contender. Yo, Matty, who is this guy? It's Mo Howard David. He was known in the ring as the mighty Mo and David. Not Apollo Creed was just a dumb... Well, I don't want to use any epicats. But when I get you in the ring, I'm going to marvelize you. I'm too old for this. No, Get out of here. I contended to challenge you to be a world of the champion. <coughs> oh, I said get out of here. You don't scare me. Why, I'll make mincemeat out of you. <coughs> uh, you're on, My younger sister. <laughs> oh, you're a tough guy, huh? Why, I order. <laughs> now, see here. <laughs> I miss getting raped. It's a eighteen at 560 WQAM. I think I need to put that in there along with you fairy. in a little bit uh, better version. Version. You know, I got this uh, Jose Canseco books in here that I spent uh, twenty six ninety five or thirty no thirty six ninety five Canadian eh, for this stupid ass book. Well, that's right. I got to bring it back for Josh, right? Right, right. right. Oh, sorry. And I'm going to read that one paragraph again after I get through with this crap about what they're doing because they're in recess right now, I guess. The chairman of a house panel looking into steroids in Major League Baseball chided the sports leaders today for being uncooperative and urged star players of Peeney to his hearing to take public responsibility for their actions. Major League Baseball and the Players Association greeted word of our inquiry first as a nuisance, then as a negotiation, replete with misstatements, Governor Reform Committee Chairman Tom Davis, Republican of Virginia, said in his opening statement. I understand their desire to avoid the public's prying eye, but I think they misjudged our seriousness of purpose, he said. I think they misjudged the will of an American public who believes that sunshine is the best disinfectant. Right, just like the administration, government in the dark. 
Davis's government reform committee was hearing from six subpoenaed players, including Mark McGuire and Sammy Sosa, along with Commissioner Bud Light and other baseball executives, medical experts, and the parents of two amateur athletes who committed suicide after taking steroids. Seelig sat with his arms crossed and lips pursed as Davis and ranking minority member uh, Henry Waxman, Democratic California, chastised him in his sport. There is a pyramid of steroid use in society, and today our investigation starts where it should, with the owners and players at the top of that pyramid, Waxman said. See the pyramids. What was that song? Da, 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 along the Nile. Who did that? The Did you see Huh? Sorry. Oh, Boca Brown will know the song. You belong to me, the Duprees, I believe. Okay. Is that it? Let me look it up. You remember that song? No, sir. See, the pyramids across the Nile. Come on, there is something wrong with you, mister. Yeah, where do we start? Well, we'll find out from the audience soon. Let's see, you um, can make it happen. You belong to me by the Duprees. I'm going to tell you something. Oh, God. The old man still has it. Anyway, going along, it says, without immunity from prosecution, some players were thought to be considering invoking their Fifth Amendment right to refuse to answer questions. How do you like that? Just like the Humper was saying this morning, huh? Yeah. Maybe they're going to bring some of their buffers, too. Addressing the players, Davis said, some have an opportunity either to clear their name or take public responsibility for their action and perhaps offer cautionary tales to our youth. Now, speaking of those cautionary tales to our youth, the reason I bring that up is because here again in this book, Juiced by the unctuous Jose Consucco, who in the pre- preface, in the preface to the book, he says, so I'm not a doctor and I, uh, here it is. This book is intended to be informational and by no means should be considered to offer medical advice of any kind. But then here on page 3, right before you barely got your nose wet in this book, he says, if I can read just a couple of brief paragraphs again, since I've only read 22 pages of this book and I'll never read another one. He says, yes, you heard me right. Steroids used correctly will not only make you stronger and sexier, they will also make you healthier. Certain steroids used in proper combinations can cure certain diseases. Steroids will give you a better quality of life and also drastically slow down, slow down the aging process. If people learn how to use steroids and growth hormone properly, especially as they get older, 60, 70, 80 years old, their way of living will change completely. If you start young enough when you're in your 20s, 30s, and 40s and use steroids properly, you can probably slow the aging process by 15 or 20 years. Jose says, I'm 40 years old, but I look much younger, and I can still rule everything the way I could when I was 25. How do you like that, huh? And they're going to, like, uh, give some cautionary tales to the youth out there about the evils of roids, like that guy that uh, had both legs amputated and the kid that committed uh, suicide and uh, all of these other things, and the kid in Texas who died from roids, all of these things. Who the hell are they kidding? Or sat before congressional committees and done the same. Sketch out, uh, you're a practicing attorney, uh, your advice to uh, someone in uh, Canseco's position because he is on probation and what this means. Okay, any lawyer, any lawyer would sit down with their client before they have to appear before a committee like this and spend hours, if not days, going over There's Roger Cossack. He got blown off of CNN. Remember him, Roger Cossack? Mm -hmm. He used to be on there with Greta Von Braun Sustin, and she went over to Fox, and he got blown out. Now he's on ESPN and on TSN Hearing. Okay, let's take some calls and find out why they hate you so much. All right. And I'm not going to talk to that one guy. I'm so I'm more tired of that guy than you are. I just I just can't handle some. You know, we already know. We know how you feel. You hate George. Some of you hate me. That that's fine. But let's hear from some other people. I mean, uh, let's find out. WQAM. Hello. Now see, there's one. They probably don't like dislike you at all. They're just too embarrassed to say it. And by the way, when we take some of these calls now. I think it'd be real interesting to see which ones are coming from inside the building, like when Matty Melton calls trying to do a voice. Five six seven oh five sixty pound five sixty on the Verizon and Singular Wireless lines. WQAM, hello. Two AM. 
WQAM, hello. <laughs> this is your crowd. WQAM, hello. WQAM, hello. Kelly Mitchell's a hottie. Okay, great. We're real excited. WQAM, hello. Uncle Leo. Yes, sir. Happy St. Patty's Day. Uh-huh. Back to you. All right. And? Got plenty of green. See, that's it. That's it. That's a medley of their wow. material. They just uh, they just ran out all of a sudden, just like, uh, you know, all of a sudden. Yeah, well, we were, we were not getting anything great, but we had, like, a, something almost coherent. We did? When? When was that? What day? Uh, March 1st, 82. <laughs> okay. WQAM, hello. We like you, Georgie. WQAM, hello. Yeah, George is brutal. You're awesome. Thank you. Now, can you know, that's not what we're looking for. We're looking for verbal intercourse, not somebody calling and taking a cheap shot. In addition to which, you can call and talk about whatever the hell you want, okay? I just mentioned that in passing since it always amazes me that they always want to pile on your little ass every time we do one of these deals, huh? You're you actually like a threat to Sean Hannity there for second place. Yeah. As a matter of fact, it's interesting, but the top four there, three of them are right-wingers, and you're the only one in there who's not uh, part, right. of their, part of that crowd. Well, get, I always get freaked. You can't reverse freak. That's why I always uh, do well when it's uh, who do you like. WQAM, hello. Oh, my balls hurt. Yeah. WQAM, hello. What are you getting all bent out of shape about? See, now you're starting to take this me? personal. This no, is that was that guy. Uh, so who cares? It was that. Who cares? Fifty thousand years from now, who's going to give a crap if it was that guy? Okay, uh, I remember that I'm girl. With, uh, what's her name? Huh? What's, right. what's her name? What's her name? That, that girl? girl. Marlo Thomas. Marlo Thomas. There you go. Danny Thomas' daughter, of course. WQAM. Hello. Yeah. Um. I want to talk to George. What do you mean you want to talk to George? What the hell does that mean? Oh, I'm on the radio. Hey, what's up, Neil? How are you doing? I thought okay. I was putting me at home. this crap you um, want to talk to George. This is a very hey, high-paid show. We're not, you know, like personal George phone call. George is more feminine than you are. He's like a little girl. I'm, you know, I I can't stand him. Yeah. He's, he's then what do you want to talk to him are. for? What do you want to talk to him for, then? I want to hear him try to hide his Cuban accent. That's what yeah, I want to yeah. hear. Well, I want well, to hear why don't you try to hide your stupidity, okay? <laughs> Give it a shot. You didn't do too good on that call. WQAM line nine. Hello. He's bald. He's stupid. Well, how do you like that? Well, he must be talking about Tom Jick again. By the way, nice calm today, Tom. You were listening to Neil Rogers. I think I'm listening to D-Ball. Tom Jick. D-Ball. Sick of Bonnie Bakley, and he wished she was gone. Even though she'd had his baby, their whole marriage was wrong. So he took her to a restaurant, and when dinner was done, when she got back into his car, then he pulled out a gun. Like his daughter's mama Thought she'd ruin his life So we asked a couple stuntmen If they would bomb bomb his wife He thought if he could only murder her It would fix his mistake He shot her twice with a revolver And his name's Robert Blake Killed a bunch of folks in cold blood in a big movie scene. 
and he wasn't so successful. He played a cop on TV. Now he's just another jailbird. He could kiss a cockatoo. Like he used to on Beretta. That's the name of that tune. Oi! He didn't like his daughter's mama. Thought she'd ruin his life. You hell. So we asked a couple stuntmen. If they would fall for his wife. He got arrested with his bodyguard. Okay, let's uh, take a puke at the pool. What do you say? I take a puke. Well, I had to print it out because I'm tired of like uh, talking off mic. Oh, the radio host, uh, talk host, you dislike the most is we got 727 votes. That's pretty impressive. It's only 11:33 on the East Coast. Mm-hmm. Rush Limbaugh. I mean, Rush is in a separate category, as in uh, like inducing. <laughs> okay, other than of course by those uh, ditto heads who are just lemmings, just a bunch of little sheep. Whatever you say, Rush. 297 for Rush. He wins hands down. But after that, Sean Hannity, 65. Little George Rodriguez, 56, as in Q, 56. Now, out of the 56, how many do you think are from inside the building? About 30, man. Oh, okay. <laughs> Bill O'Reilly. Well, it's got Maddie Bell and the water Nazi's fine hand all over it. You can smell it. Bill O'Reilly, 39. Mo Howard David, only 36. Nice going. Nice recovery, Mo. Mo's making a comeback. He's signing for two more years on QAM. He's going to be doing NFL on Sporting or whatever that channel is. See that? We rehabbed him. I think I think it was the hairpiece. I, I think once he let his hair down a little bit, I think the audience started warming up to him a little bit. I think Howard Stern's got it. Dirty man. Dan LeBastard, 28. Oh, brother, talk about living up to your name. Danny, boy, they hate you like poison. Al Franken's got 27. The Humper's got 23. <laughs> <laughs> Michael Savage, 21. Randy Rhodes, 15. <laughs> Todd Schnitt, 13. Phil Henry, a dozen. Are you sure... Steve Kane, 10. Geldy, 9. Neil Rogers, 9. Tied with Geldy. They can't separate it. Joined at the lip. O.J. McDuffie, 7. Glenn Beck, 6. Jerry Springer, 6. The Big O has got 5. Eddie K., Jeff DeForest, and Jim Mandich, only 3. G. Gordon Liddy's got a pair. Luke Shambi, 1. Joe Rose, 1. Ed Schultz has still got 0 because nobody knows who the hell that is. No, no, you know that's the case. They put him on the primetime spot because they thought nobody would know who Randy was. Really? Everybody knows who the goddesses. So that's what we got in the poll so far, and we're examining why it is you have this tremendous contempt, hate, and disgust for a poor little George who's getting really sick and tired of it. Oh, whatever. Exactly. WQAM, hello. Hey, Neil, how you doing? Okay. I can't believe Imus didn't make your poll, but, you know, it's unbelievable. But, uh... Uh, is Imus on the air on radio in South Florida? Nobody yeah, cares the show. Oh, South Florida. I, I didn't hear the poll. I just tuned in. I just heard you say the poll, you know. Well, you know if, no, if, nobody can, if somebody can't be heard in the market, I mean, you can watch it on MSNBC yeah, if you've got a strong stomach, but it's not even worth thinking about but, it. But uh, the reason I called is because I just want you to know, you should be getting off about now. You know, they should be giving you the rest of the day off. Is there any real sports radio station be covering NCAA basketball tournament today? But like you said, that ain't really a real sports radio station. There. No, 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 it's not. It's it's an entertainment station, okay? We're not interested in just having a bunch of sports nerd crap on here. Let me ask you something. How much did Boo pay you to make the call, schmuck? If it was a real radio station, you'd be, we're not interested. We don't care. Go find a station that is carrying that crap. In fact, quite frankly, turn on your TV and watch it. What kind of bull crap, man? What kind of unhappy horse crap is that? 
Just like they call that Mo guy yesterday. I got a spy report on that. What was the deal about uh, Joshua's town? Who told us? No, Miguel told us. About, well, you know, IOD lost at offense, and IOD was crap, and now QAM's losing. You're in a dream world. You people think you can talk yourselves into listeners, talk yourselves into numbers. If you keep putting crap on the air, which is 90% of what you've got, that's what you're going to have for ratings is crap, nothing, zippity doo And this is not a sports show, okay? I'm not interested in going home, which I am home, quite frankly. I'm not going anywhere till 2 o'clock. In fact, I'll tell you what, just out of, uh, we might even stay until 4 o'clock. How do you like that, just to piss that guy off? Yeah, if it was a real sports day, you, remind, you know what that reminds me of? That what? voicemail. Now, which was the guy? Was that? I, I mean, there's so many of them. Was the, this the the guy? I really hope guy. you use this on the air. I've been listening to QAM. No, that's not it. Huh? I think it was the pissed off guy. No, 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 not that guy. The guy from out of town. If this is the best you can do, sports talk oh, radio, that guy. that guy. Was it, uh, I don't even know which, which one of those. Uh, there's so many of them. GD sports guy, but it says GD for a reason, I think. Oh. Well, I can. Yes, George, this is uh, Robert. Um. I'm flying in and out of town all the time on business or whatever. I was looking for a good sports talk radio station and happened to find Neil Rogers. Yeah. Uh, to be honest with you, pathetic. Very pathetic. And uh, this guy, pathetic. I mean, if this is all you got on sports talk radio. Okay, see right there. If this is all you got is sports talk radio. Now, that's our management's problem because this is not sports talk radio. And even when Stern was on and we had me after that for like three and a half hours, we had like all of these hours, eight hours of non-sports talk, and we still were doing that. Sports talk. See, this is the problem. If 790 wants to be sports talk, just like the fan, just like Fox, all these other losers before them, fine. Pack them a salami sandwich, okay? Because the number of real sports nerds, that's all they want to hear round the clock, you could fit them into a telephone booth and have room for the Chinese army left over. It is ponderous, man. It is boring. And all those basketball games, you're so all bent out of shape. They're all going to be on television. Who gives a crap? Call up your bookie, see how it's going. Schmuck. 5670560, pound 560. In addition to which, if there's such hotshot sports radio over there, how come they're not carrying all these games? Huh? Wouldn't that be the ticket? Cute. WQAM Sports Talk Radio. Hello. Hey, Neil. What's up? How you doing, sir? Hey, who was the winner of the poll yesterday? Rush. Rush. Same as the winner today is going to be Rush. Uh, was my uncle's band from the 60s mentioned on that poll? Yeah, who's that? He was Felix Cavalieri in the Rascals. No, no he was not. Uh, that, that's a good one. Young Rascals should have been on there. Well, hey, I'm sorry you didn't call him yesterday. Guys. They got a lot of votes. Yeah, Felix is my uncle. I, um, yeah, you just said that. Yeah, he... So actually, that, that and 75 cents will buy you three quarters of a cup of coffee. Yeah, I know. Actually, when I, was, when I was a kid, though, my father actually used to take me to some of the recording sessions back up in New York, and uh, it was very interesting. So They're great. He's doing good, bud. He's living in Nashville now, and he's still, you know, writing songs and stuff, but not much. I thought you said they were doing good. He's living in Nashville? Yeah. Well, yeah. Not, nothing's perfect. Well, thanks for the good news. They should have been on there, you know. That's sad. Huh? Oh, look what I did. You see, you got me all emotional. I knocked no. that thing off the play line again, which uh -oh. is not, not a good thing. That's no. bad. Fix it. Well, especially I'm when you're like rascals. Oh, you got them there? No. It's a terrorist I see. Warning. Wow, that's, that's the closest I can find. It's over right. I'm sure you As you drive on into work, you feel The White House says we're all doomed now. Can't be sure they might strike next. You see, if, uh, if little Willie John is in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame and... Felix Cavalieri and the Young Rascals are not. Then it goes to show you that uh, all is lost. Rock solid on 560 QAM. Now, in this segment of the Al Franken Show, 
uh, the, the Franklin Radio Theater will politically satirize The Godfather. It's a panic. Now, all the roles will be performed by a cast of me. Let's uh, have some radio fun, shall we? Ah, uh, I made the gun nice and loud to scare off any pain in the rear bystanders. Uh, make sure that the the gun is there. You see, I I don't want my brother walking out of there with uh, O'Reilly's toy in his hand. <laughs> you get that? I wrote that myself. Uh, they they shot him five times. Uh, but he shows a great deal of resiliency. And that's good news. <laughs> Do you know who I am? I am Al Franken. I made my bones when you were engaging in consensual promiscuity with interns. And now, let me uh, remove my glasses here. Oh, out my eye. That's much. Uh, that O'Reilly is a pimp. It was Novak all along. Johnny Ola told me about this place. Or was it Uncle June? Uh, anyway, I, I'm i smart enough. And I'm good enough. And doggone it, people like me. Not like they say. And now, here is the uh, famous toll booth scene. Uh, can we have the uh, sound effects, please? Ow. Ow. Well, we'll be back with more weak radio after this strong break. <laughs> 13 till noon at 560 WQAM. Hey, Maureen Dow's got a great call today, although I think I probably should take some of these very important calls first so we can get to the bottom of all this, of all of these things. Do it. WQAM, hello. Hey, Neil. Yes, sir. How's it going? Well, I was surprised to get a hold of you. I've been trying to call you for a couple of days. Well, it's your lucky day, man. Yeah, my lucky day. Um... Tell me, are we still allowed to give out free plugs? For what? Uh, for my company. Rush, no, uh, no, no chance. <laughs> well, no, it was a one-shot deal. I don't remember why I did that, but it was a one-shot deal. Oh, that's why we didn't have any spots on load. No, we got right. a lot of spots now, sir, so we didn't forget about it. Get lost. Call up our sales department, and maybe they'll uh, sell you some spots for a million dollars. WQAM, hello. The rascals are in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Yeah, well, what about it? Are the rascals in there? That's the same guy I called before about Junior Walker's in. Now, now he's going to make me keep wasting my time to see if they are in there. No. Uh, no, they're not. Wait, Young Rascals, they're under Y. Yeah, they are. They're under a Y. See, we were looking under R for Rascals, and they're under... Y. They are in there. I was looking under Rascal House. So they're, well, don't blame us. Blame the guy that called before that said that's his uncle, uh, and how come they're not in there? Isn't that what his uncle said? The Waskels. Yeah, shame on you, sir. They're in there. The, the uncle, huh? Who told us... How many times did he tell us it was his uncle? About 30, man. That's all he cared about. Is he Felix Cavalry? Is that, yeah, the, that, like I said, that in 75 cents will get you about a half a cup of coffee at uh, Natix. I mean, what the hell are you talking about? <laughs> at what? It's a New York thing. Just forget oh, about it. Okay. A wink and a fraud, writes Maureen Dowd. At the Gridiron Dinner in Washington on Saturday, where old media gently mocked politicians with corny songs, I sat next to a presidential gag writer, Landon Parvin. He was saying jokes work best when Republicans make fun of Republicans and Democrats make fun of Democrats. President Bush, looking spiffy in white tie and tails, swung by to talk to Mr. Parvin. He didn't look my way, but proceeded back up to the dais. Suddenly, W. turned around, stopped, and looked right at me. Then he flashed a wink. Not a flirty wink, but a mischievous Clark Gable, I've got your number, and you think you've got mine, but I win, wink. Bush had a cold, but he was feeling pretty hot. 
He started his presidency with a tentative demeanor and a chip on his shoulder. Now, even with the Middle East still roiling and the Democrats still spoiling for a fight over Social Security, W. feels as if he's won a lot of hands and has a big pile of chips. He's confident enough to send two unilateralist talks who specialize in blowing off the globe, John Bolton and Paul Wolfowitz, to run global institutions that epitomize multilateralism. Wolfie's biggest qualification to run the World Bank, his prediction that Iraqi reconstruction would pay for itself with Iraqi oil revenues. In the Washington Post, the reporter's Mark Leibovich wrote that the president's been almost like a different person since the Iraqi election, so loosey-goosey as he tries to sell a Social Security agenda and other programs that he's resembling a Texas auctioneer pitching private accounts on the borscht belt. When a woman at an Arkansas town meeting last month told W. she was from DeQueen, he replied, that's right next to DeKing. At the gridiron, Mr. Bush slyly joked that he had the dangdest puppy who would roll over on command, but only some of the time. I renamed him John McCain. I may have gotten a presidential wink, but I still don't have my regular White House pass back. Maybe I'd get it back if I became a male escort. But Bush aides have now decided to let in a blogger. Maybe they're grateful that bloodhound bloggers ran off Dan Rather. But this White House may not like new media any more than old me. They already moved on to fake media. Here's yesterday's headline on the humorist Andy Borowitz's website. White House reporter turns out to be Cheney. Fake mustache falls off beep during press briefing. The White House isn't backing off its plan to replace real news with fake news. The Bushes created their own reality to convince the country that Iraq was a threat to the U.S. security. So even though the war was, has given birth to some of the very evils it was supposed to fix, like more recruits for Osama and Saddam's formerly sealed weapons falling into terrorists' hands, Bushes like the results of their war. Now the White House has its own gulag. CIA agents snatch suspects and fly them to places like Egypt and Syria to be strung up in chains and tortured. And the Times reported yesterday that at least 26 deaths of prisoners in American custody in Iraq and Afghanistan may be criminal homicides. So it also has its own Soviet-style propaganda campaign. At his news conference yesterday, the president bristled a bit when a reporter reminded him that after it was revealed that his administration was paying columnists to shill for agency programs, Mr. Bush had ordered that such tactics cease. But as the reporter noted, the administration is still using government money to produce stories about the government that are broadcast with no disclosure that the government's producing them. David Barstow and Robin Stein wrote in the Times on Sunday that at least 20 agencies had made and distributed fake news segments to local TV stations. The administration spent $254 million in its first four years to buy self-aggrandizing puffery from PR firms. The president joked that he couldn't tack on an I'm George W. Bush not prove this disclaimer, but then he said he wouldn't, that it was up to local stations to reveal the truth. He said his Justice Department had found that the fake news programs are within the law so long as they're based upon facts, not advocacy. And, of course, this is a White House that never makes up facts to suit its purposes or sell its programs. It serves its propaganda bald-faced with no hint of its real agenda. At least I got a wink, says Maureen. You go, girl. She got a little wink, wink, nod, nod, nudge, 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 et cetera. 5670560, oh, pound 560 on a Verizon Singular Wireless line. We got uh, 338 votes for Rush. The radio talk host you dislike the most. Somebody makes you want a caca. Sean Hannity, 70. George is starting to make a move on Sean, 64. You're moving on his territory. Bill O'Reilly, 43. Mo Howard David at only 41. They love you, Mo. Howard Stern, 32. Al Franken, 31. Dan LeBastard has got... About 30, man. That's a high number, considering how few people he's got listening. Hank's got 24. Michael Savage, 22. The Schmidtmeister. Todd Schmidt's got 16. Randy Rose, 16. Phil Henry's still got a dozen. He's stuck on 12. Geldy, 11. Steve Kane, 11. Glenn Beck, 9. I'm tied with Glenn Beck, 9 apiece. O.J. McDuffie, the big O, have 7. Jerry Springer, 6. Eddie K, 3. Jeff DeForest, only 3. They love Defoe. That was a bad mistake. G. Gordon Liddy, 2. Boog Shambi, 1. Joe Rose, 1. Ed Schultz has still got oh. 0. <laughs> how could he have... Out of 812 votes, how could he have none? You fair. Exactly. <laughs> WQAM, hello. I like Georgie's 
Yeah, Gray, we don't care. WQAM, hello. QAM, not there. WQAM, hello. WQAM. How are you, sir? What is it? Can I get on the air? You're on right now, sir. Come on, let's go. Let's get with it. How come you people are so slow? Let's go. I wasn't listening. I'm sorry. Well, you ought to be sorry. What do you got? Give me, give me a prediction. Who's going to win the, the uh, tournament? I know you get out of here, you uh, crazy. Oh, my God. Oh, yeah. Who's going to win what? The ping pong tournament? The Marchese tournament? The known physical consequences as being serious. Oh, exactly. Get serious. That, even the uh, Congress is pissed off at that call. <laughs> First of all, he's too stupid even though he's on the air. And then secondly, give me a prediction. Who's going to win the tournament? Call off by your bookie, okay? Get a life. Oh, but it's college hoops. It's college hoops. Who cares? WQAM, hello. Hey, Neil, what's going on? How you doing? Hey, can we have uh, any previous hosts like Craig Worthing on there? No. Oh. Hey, I made a mistake the other day, and I put on Depot. And uh, you know what I can't take? What are those sports nerds that have their freaking, uh, their, uh, what the hell is that called? Their teams that, um, their fantasy league teams. Yeah. What the heck? Do they have nothing better to do? That, than that, that's called, I have no life. That's called. I have no life. Right. I have no life. That's what I they had, There was a guy on the radio, and he's sitting there talking about, oh, I have this player in this position and this other one in this position. Yeah. And, I, uh, I, I bet he wishes he had him in that position, just like that picture we got on our website. He must have been listening to Norm. Yeah, yeah. Talk about fantasy. Four minutes till noon at QAM. They hate you, George. Yeah, the rest of They just don't know why yet. The 12 to 1 hour on QAM. Hey, do you want to run faster, jump higher, and make the blind see again? No. What? Do you want to move like the wind, soar like an eagle, and raise people from the dead? Huh? Yeah? Then there's only one few little do. The all-new Air Jesus. Air Jesus. Just put a pair on. What they'll do for your game is a miracle. Oh, oh, Noon at 560 WQAM. You know, they got the parents of these two kids that uh, high school kids have committed suicide because of chronic depression from taking st anabolic steroids. Okay. And my uh, point is this. I don't blame the players. I don't blame the uh, management. I don't blame uh, Bud Light. I blame the public for okay. continuing to support this crap. No, no, seriously. How many times do athletes have to slap you in the face, just like this jerk that called before, you should go home, they should let you go. If this is a real sports station, we'd have the ball games on. Right. When the public stops supporting this garbage, when they stop being raped it by the uh, the greed of the players and their agents and all that, just like the NHL, if they never play again, guess what? My life will go on. How do you like that? And we just had a report in between the uh, and the little commercial break here on TSN during our break. I was listening to it that all these phony talks they're having again this week with the NHL, it's all a dog and pony show, and they're farther apart than ever. Nothing's going to happen these next two months. Absolutely, positively, nothing's going to happen. 
and they were all whipped up into a frenzy. Bop, 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 uh, you know, I don't care. You care? But what? Now, see, if George doesn't even care, what does that tell you, huh? And, of course, far be it for me to talk about uh, people not going to ball games because then Josh Cordes will get upset because that's his livelihood. So he can't say nothing in the hood. But he knows. He knows what I'm talking about, supporting this garbage. Guys making 15 and 18 and $25 million a year for playing baseball. And all these phony records they keep saying. You notice how quiet he is all of a sudden? That's because Roxy Bernstein, that's a name like a girl, and he doesn't want to talk about it. By the way, we will be on till 4 today. They couldn't find anybody to do 2 to 4. So Josh Cordes is doing the 2 to 4 slot. Am I right? Oh, sure. Well, why not? You could talk about roids. And face the consequences. See, there you go. <laughs> five, six, seven, oh, five, sixty. You see, the, the fact of the matter is they don't have any. You're just like a human punching bag. You know what I mean? That's your role in life. Talking to me now, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. No it's kidding. like Rimmer. It's like Rimmer, although in his case he deserves it. But no, you're, you're right. a human right. punching bag. That's right. just your role in life. You'll have to accept it. And not of course, not would... just here, by the way. Well, at home, of course. And That's your there. choice. Right. WQAM, hello. Yeah. Hello, I'm Neil. How you doing? Okay. Um, you know, uh, I know you don't care for Bill Maher too much, but... Uh, no, I don't. I can't stand him. He's yeah. a nerd. Uh, Jose Canseco was on his show the other day, and he quoted the same thing you read out of his book. Yeah. And oh, yeah. He's, he's touting steroids. He's telling everybody how great it is and what they can do for you, improve your life. Yeah, but uh, at least Bill Maher said, well, if that were true, wouldn't you still be playing baseball? Uh-huh. And he read some of his stats that he's had recently, and uh, he really, you know, really blew it up in his face. Yeah. So that yeah, was, maybe he had to sell a book, maybe number one bestseller there for I don't know how many weeks in the New York Times bestseller list. I a lot of bucks. my money on it, though. <laughs> Unfortunately, I did, but I'll be more now. I'm going to auction it off. Anybody want it? 50 Cent. Oh, that's right. Josh wants it. Now, why do you want to read it? I don't know. I mean, I'll probably get 30 pages, you know, into it just like you did. He wants to find out how to do it right. Oh, I see. Do you want to find out where to stick it? Rectum. Hey, look for the QAM van right now. This is the big hour, baby. Noon till 1 at International Tool. Just south of 595 on Davie Road for the Big Bosch Tool Sale and free lunch from Smoky Bones Barbecue. wonder if we have anybody out there for that free lunch, huh? Don't know. I mean, the tool sale, that goes without saying. But I'm just wondering if anybody's out there taking advantage of the... Because Smoky Bones Barbecue is good stuff. Yes, it is. So why aren't they out there eating? Maybe they are. See, we never we never get any more feedback anymore. Everything is just like kind of like, uh, you know, it's not like it used to be. It's like cookie-cutter crap, and there's no interest, no involvement. And everything is like, uh, come see, come saw. See, that's what really pisses me off. That's why I had to raise holy hell to get some copy in here and get a few spots on here. And guess what? In spite of the fact that this sales manager hates me worse than Screwan did, uh, they finally went out and did something. Like Fat Boy, if those three dozen donuts, and it pushed them up, and he got me some new copy. See? That'll work every time. Got energy. George and Miguel will be at Treasure Island, speaking of Fat Boy. That's his account. I'm sure he won't be there because he can barely move now. Five to seven tonight for a St. Patty's Day happy hour party. Stop by and get those dance specials and prizes. Treasure Island right off the Palmetto, just north of the 122nd Street. Exit. WQAM, hello. Hey, Neil. How you doing? Okay, sir. Listen, th- th- I, don't, uh, I don't understand. How, how many hours a day could somebody possibly listen to sports talk? That's my point. How many times do you need to hear the same stupid ass thing? How many different ways can you say the same thing? Yeah, I mean, if you if you ever listen to any one of these talk shows, you could turn one on in the morning and one on the afternoon, and it's basically the same re- recycled crap over and over again. I'd you know? rather have a 15 hour root canal than listen to sports talk radio, and, and that's I mean, the I, truth. I love sports, but you know, I, I'll listen to it maybe 30 minutes a day. I'll listen to Hank. 
find out what's going on for the most part, but that's all you need. I mean, yeah. how can you listen to it 24 hours a day? I mean, I enjoy listening and, to Hank and Mad Dog, but I'd much rather hear them talk about anything. I, I like them the most when they're talking about off-the-wall stuff. But when they get into that, the sports, the heavy sport, I, I can't listen to it. I don't want to hear about it. Absolutely. And I guarantee you, that guy that called up and said you should go home, that's the guy who pissed off gets him fired up. He calls at least three or four times a week. Really? That has got to be him. Pissed off gets me fired up when I hear someone say that. Yeah, now that you mention it's either him or his boyfriend, one or the That's other. That's him. Yeah, well, all I have to say to him is, you fairy. <laughs> See you later. Have a great day, pal. Yeah, the sports fairies, like uh, Boca Brian says in 85 of those bits. You know what I mean? What do you mean? <laughs> no, it, it's just, it, the, the whole concept of sports uh, talk radio, it, it's, it's on a way out. You'll see. See, in this market, it's like, oh, you know, there are a bunch of silly people. Uh, and this particular one over there, this uh, Feinberg guy, or Joel Feinberg, whatever his name is, has got a lot of money. But all these people, oh, well, we're going to put out better sports. Station. Well, how many sports stations do you need for Quan Out Loud? About 30, man. How many uh, times, like this guy says, can you say the same thing about the same games and the same players and the same teams? Who the hell needs it? You talk about narrow casting. And with all due respect, okay, to anybody on this station, I want to say one thing. When you're not only talking about ball games, but when you're talking about betting on ball games, you're narrowing it down. I mean, you're not just talking narrow casting. You're slicing it down like a little tiny piece of the pie. You know, like if you had a big, nice key lime pie or banana cream pie sitting there, and you got like a little teeny slice about the size of your thumb. Well, what's that? Narrow casting is what that is. That's why this business of topics and the guests and narrowing everything down, uh, it's like automatically saying to like 90%, maybe 95% of the potential audience that might actually want to hear uh, whatever you want to say, uh, like saying, see ya, see you later, alligator. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Okay, what do we got in the pool? No, I, I, I'm, so, I'm sorry, but this, this whole sports talk thing is just, uh, it's, it's like an illness, it's like a disease. And, you know, people like Ray Perry running around a building with that crap about, well, you know, if we have more stations doing sports talk, it's going to bring more people to it. Yeah, yeah. Crazy. That's insanity. It's like saying if we have more people uh, doing torture around the world, it's going to bring more people uh, coming forward to get tortured. You know? Just madness. Boy, it just, uh, it really does frost my ass because it makes me very, very angry. I just, uh, I just can't deal with it. And, I mean, I grant you that's, you know, part of the bread and butter of this radio station. But the fact of the matter is the fact we lost the Dolphin broadcast, we were losing money on it. Who the hell needed it? Like the Panther games. How many people listen to the Panther games? Nobody. Absolutely nobody. More than once, I blew out a big chunk of this audience because of the fact I got sucked into doing hockey shows with Rimmer. And I got talking about Brian Murray. And I remember that episode there with the coaches show. Nobody cared. I allowed my own personal feelings to get in the way. And I'm not doing that again. Till. No, until what? I'm not, I'm not doing that again. Period. You can't talk about only the things that you're interested in when you realize that nobody else in the world cares about them and expect to have an audience. It doesn't work. doesn't work. And like I said, Dan Labaster can open up his big stupid mouth on there and all day, every day, and rip Mad Dog. And, and it makes no difference because Jim Mattis is more entertaining just saying hello than that jackass will ever be. It, it's not even worth it dignifying, but I talk about it only because I enjoy it. Giving him a shtuch, because if anybody deserves it, it's him and anybody who ever worked at the Herald. The radio talk host you dislike the most is Rush Limbaugh in a separate category, 357. He's in the pill-popping, all-off-to-the-erases-by-himself category. Rush. Rush won the poll yesterday in the music, and Rush wins the poll today, and we hit him like poison in the pills. Second, Sean Hannity, 73. George Rodriguez is in third place, but on the verge of a major move with 70. You're on Sean Hannity's ass, and believe you me, a lot of people are going to be talking about that. Bill O'Reilly, 45. 
Mo Howard Davided, only 44. Middle of the pack. Nice going, Mo. Nice recovery, although, you know. Howard Stern, 32. Al Franken, 31. Dan LaBastard's got... About 30, man. Which is triple the audience he's got over there on that... Uh, I lost my ticket. Hank, 25. Michael Savage, 22. Todd Schnitt, 19. And the thing just refreshed again. And it just goes hopping around. I hate that. Randy's got 18. Howard! Randy Rhodes. Yeldy, 13. Phil Henry still got a dozen. Steve Kane, 12. Neil Rogers, 10. I got 10. They hate me like poison, but they're listening right now. They love it. I feel a need. I feel a void, a crevice, a crack in the resistance. As in... I have no life. Glenn Beck, 9. O.J. McDuffie, 9. The big... Oh! 7. Jerry Springer, 6. Eddie K, 3. Defoe still only got 3. G. Gordon Liddy, 3. Boop Shabby's got 1. Joe Rose has got 1 out of 859 votes. Ed Schultz has got... Oh! The big... Oh! <laughs> America, look at how they helped get Bush out of office, huh? Yeah, look at the tremendous impact they're making in those numbers, huh? They're doing it. Remember all the stuff that they were going to do, you know, and it didn't happen. Now, what are you doing? You're hiding under the table now, or what? Me? No, right Yeah, because you're like, or maybe you're like you're running around the building hoping, trying to get people to vote for you again. You have yeah, to do right. that. They'll do it. Sure. They'll do it without your assistance. Probably Maddie voted 40 times. See, you keep denying that. Believe you well, me, he, he is, he is uh, your personal antichrist. He is the... Uh, I don't know where you get that from. There's uh, only one confirmed hater in the building. And who's that? Our Greg? Man. Yeah. Now, now, see, Greg has got no... He's not bright enough to have his own convictions about anything. He, he wouldn't know good if you shoved it in his earlobe. <laughs> Nevertheless. No, you're wrong. All right. Now, he gets that from certain uh, area. And, of course, and then there was another... That, I think, is in the past. I think you and Mo have bonded since those days. Yeah, Greg hates him, too, now. What do you mean by that? He just, he's just extending his... Oh, that's right. The deal's probably made with Joyce. Greg doesn't make any deals anymore. He's been kind of like declawed, you know? He's kind of like Tom Dicker. He's bald and deballed. Twelve minutes past noon at 560 WQM. Hey, I'm sure you're familiar with a guy named Anthony Caliendo, the main man at Acceptance Capital Mortgage. So before you call any other mortgage company, please let the main man tell you what you don't know. Did you know that most banks only work with three different mortgage products? And if your credit is less than absolutely perfect, absolutely, then uh, you've got problems. In fact, get ready to hear the most famous two-letter word in the English language if it's not perfect. No. That's correct. If you're not working with the right lender, the chances of getting approved are fitty-fitty at best. So do yourself a humongous favor. Call right now, toll-free, 1-888-483-LOAN. That's one triple eight four eight three loan and let the main man and his team put you in a mortgage that meets your needs. Avoid going to the wrong lender or maybe being turned on because you called the wrong number. Call the main man, Anthony Caliendo at Acceptance Capital Mortgage Tool Free at one triple eight four eight three loan. That's triple eight four eight three loan and every time they close a loan, a portion of the uh, proceeds donated to the kids in distress. So I call anybody else, avoid the bait and switch, get the best deal going anywhere with the main man today. One eight 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 four eight three loan and be sure and tell them that Berkeley told you to call. You are listening to Neil Rogers exclusively on five sixty sixty QAM. No NHL this year. Oh, <laughs> 
at 560 WQM. So anyway, you remember the days that I would do when we used to have sports talk on from 6 to 8 p.m.? I do. When it was like, it was a segment. It was it was a narrow right. topic, and we had one two-hour segment every day donated to us, to it, and uh, to that. Mm-hmm. And we thought that was plenty. And the audience sure. thought it was plenty, and it did okay. And right. we had Mad Dog on there, and we had Bifo and Mifo and Ufo and Kimba and whoever was on there. Mm-hmm. And it was fine. In fact, when Hank was doing the show at night, he didn't do a sports show, as you'll recall. It was a Hank show. It was the Hank show, and he talked about a whole bunch of other stuff and had some uh, interesting guests and some boring guests and whatever else. But, but, I mean, it was the Hank show. It wasn't a right. sports show. And then all of a sudden, this whole, you know, this, this is like, it's like with television, you know. This is not a lasting thing. This is one of those phases that comes and goes, like westerns and then quiz shows, and now it's all the so-called reality shows, and then next week it'll be something else. And that, that's the way it works. Just like we had the party radio on there for, like, what, five minutes on, right. on Cox? Mm-hmm. And, and just like the FM music formats. You see, the one format that's always consistent on, on uh, FM is, uh, is uh, hits of the past, oldies. And you want to know why? And, uh, I mean, there's some that do it better than others, obviously. Right. I know why. But because they're always oldies. Mm-hmm. And because all of us want to hear from time to time, not always a steady diet, but some of the music we grew up with and we liked and we'd like to hear again someday, which you'll never hear on Magic, but you know what I'm saying. <laughs> yeah, I do. Right. So there's some formats that are like uh, forever, and there's some that are like just a passing phase. Like, like on television, soap operas, Guiding Light's been on for like, uh, I don't know, 40 uh, some years. And some of the other soaps on there have been on for uh, 30, 40 years, I would say. About 30, man. Yeah. Because people watch them every day and it becomes a part of their lives. But when you're talking about these contrived formats that are like so narrow in scope, oh, well, let's just talk about baseball card collecting. Let's talk about numismatics. Yeah, let's have a coin collecting station. Not a show. Let's have a whole radio station about coin collecting. And then we can have our sister station can be the stamp collecting show. And then we can have another station. It'll be the baseball collecting show. The memorabilia show. We'll own the market. Right. Well, we'll corner everything. Whatever you're collecting, we got a station that uh, covers it. Like a blanket. Right? Yeah. How could you fail? What's not to like? WQAN, hello. Yeah. Hi. Yes, sir. Yeah, I just wanted to say hi to Neil while I'm in town. I'm flying back to Vegas um, today. Oh, this isn't there. Bob Lincoln, is it? Ah, oh, jeez, why not. don't you uh, have a not. nice life? Uh, huh? It's not. Yeah, it was Bob Lincoln. No, no, it wasn't. Well, he sounded too much like him for my... There's too many people that sound like Bob Lincoln. That was him. He might have been trying to sound like Bob Lincoln. Oh, I don't care who it was. I don't want to talk to him or anybody who sounds like him. Viva Las Vegas, after what he did to us. You know, see, this, this is like the thing with Duff, okay? After somebody abuses you to such a degree, you have to finally, and, and that's my own personal weakness, you, you don't say it 40 times, you know? It's not a question of holding a grudge. It's a question of when somebody is a negative factor in your life, you have to finally just say, that's it. I just I cut the cord, okay? Just go away. Hmm. Right? No, I'm just thinking about that. Well, what is there to think about? It's, it's the truth. You know who I'm talking about in your case. Oh, no, I know who you're talking about in your case. No, I know who you're talking about in your case. Okay. How do you like that? I know exactly who you're talking about. Five, six, <laughs> not, I don't want to get involved, see? That's fine. You know me. I mind my own business. I don't get involved in uh, any of that. Uh, I just mind my own business. I'm here 10 to 2, and that's it. WQAM, hello. Neil, yeah, who's going to win the World Series? Yeah, the Yankees. Yankees going to win the World Series. <laughs> WQAM, Hello. Hello, Uncle Nelson. Yeah. 
Uh, I am that hemorrhoid. Now that I gave you some good material, can I have a date with John, please? WQAM, hello. Wow. Yeah, good one. QAM, hello. Hey, Neil, how are you? Pretty good. Um, on Monday or Tuesday, when I was listening to Howard, I switched over to Paul real quick. Yeah. And he was ripping uh, the Mad Dog. He was ripping you. He was yeah, we already heard about that, and we don't care. We didn't care on Monday, and we don't care about it now. How do you like that? He was ripping you, and he was in, Randy was playing your drop-in. Why don't some of you people grow up already, will you please? I have no line. Who cares? This is so juvenile, you know, like when you were in a sandbox in school. Oh, Johnny said that you had bad breath, and Tommy said that you had fired that you done duty in your pants. You know, all, all this childish crap. Grow up already, okay? If it was somebody that we cared about, maybe we might care. But in the case of Castronova, Mr. I have no material, and I lie through my teeth consistently, and I was desperate to get on QAM. Uh, quite frankly, who cares? Other than that guy. WQAM, hello. Yeah. Yes, sir. I would like to put all them sports nerds in a wood chipper. I can't stand them. Yeah. And you know okay, what I'll, I'll see. I'll them? see you in Fargo. Okay, good call. WQAM, hello. QAM. Whatever happened to Bill Smith? WQAM, hello. <laughs> He's sitting right next to you, Mike. Take a look. Oh, I'm sorry. QAM, hello. Hey, Neil. Yes, sir. Uh, has anybody put Brooke on your phone? She's not on the air. Oh, okay. Listen, one other thing. Uh, you used to be, your station used to be in North Bay Village, right? IOD, yes. IOD. Well, you know, uh, do you remember Toby the Robot? I used to fish behind there, and I stole his can one day. No. And you remember Toby the Robot? I Maybe do. George does. Wayne Chandler, Toby the Robot. Oh, that Toby was Wayne funny. Chandler's? Yeah. I remember that. That's before my time here. Yeah, I used to fish behind uh, IOD and Channel 7 all the time. And I well, that's great. Well, that's pretty interesting. Uh, WQAM Line 9, hello. Do it now, George. It's my turn to win the office pool. <laughs> WQAM, hello. Neil. Yes, sir. I, I'm not Tom Likas. I wanted to pay you a compliment. It was refreshing to hear your type of radio show because in Vegas, all you do is get sports shows on every dang channel. Uh huh. So I was calling to. Uh, oh, this you is know, the call before that sounded like Bob Lincoln. I hung up on you. Well, I'm glad I hung up because your voice is extremely annoying. I mean, who talks like that? Maybe that, was, maybe that sounded like Toby the Robot. That's who it sounded like. By the way, the guy said he'll bring your arm back uh, pretty soon, Toby. That was good. I'm from Las Vegas. Yeah, it sounds to me like maybe they ought to stick your ass in one of those slot machines, okay, and grind it up a little bit. Or maybe in the wood chipper with the, the sports nerds. I like that idea, though. That's a really good idea. All these sports nerds call in. And, of course, there's Carl, and, you know, and there's Juan from Little Van. The same, you know, thing that we got. We got our own nerds, but uh, the sports nerds are even more desperate because... I have no line. Right. WQAM, hello. How you doing? Happy St. Patrick's Day. Back to um, you, Pally. Hey, I thought you were kidding about that. Catherine Lamprey, but I actually listen, and she really does sound like a, a strange adult. Really? Catherine Lamprey, right. Um, what time is the tiny show? Uh, uh, noon to three on uh, Air America. Smoke, smoke a big green button, listen. All right, Tiny. All right. Yeah, Tiny's going to be gigantic. He's going to be a monster. He's going to drop a load all over your radio dial. 26 past noon. I'll tell you one thing. For a little dog, boy, he sure could make a big deposit. That's I what they said about the watch dog. over your floor. Huh? They sure pack it away. Oh, yeah. Let's see, Sean Hannity's 78 and you got 72. I'm keeping an eye on that race there because it's really, we're watching the leaderboard, okay? That is already at risk. The true rate of adverse psychiatric effects among steroid users is unknown. 
One controlled study of 160 athletes reported that 11% were diagnosed with major depression and that the psychiatric effects... This guy sounds like he's going to lose it. He's not one of the parents. He's associate professor of psychiatry at the University of Michigan Medical School. He sounds like a wimp. 0.9% of 77... Doesn't he sound like he's going to lose it? You fairy. Sounds like he did. 26 past noon at QAM. Even after all this time, there's still some of you out there a little bit nervous about buying your bed on the phone. Rest at ease, okay? Believe me. Because when you call 1-800-MATTRESS, Dial-A-Mattress, you'll find out they've got the most liberal exchange policy, so there's no risk. Even at Dial-A-Mattress, liberal's not a dirty word. Did you know that 1-800-MATTRESS has got more repeat customers than anybody else in the world? So once you try it, you'll never go back to a showroom again and get ripped off. You'll get no nonsense, no runarounds, no showroom shenanigans, just factory direct prices on the best brands you know, trust, and love. When you call 1-800-MATTRESS, you'll be calling the company ranked number one in customer satisfaction. At Dollar Mattress, they carry Sealy, Serta, Simmons, King Coral, Tempur-Pedic, even Stearns, and Bananas Foster, too. And now, Dollar Mattress offers you no payments or interest until 2006, till next year. So call them today and get yourself the best deal going in the world. 1-800-MATTRESS. Yours truly, Mo, George, Miguel, Fat Boy, lots of folks at QM are wise enough to know that these are the folks you want to get your mattress from. Call them right now, 1-800-MATTRESS, or do your shopping online if you'd like at mattress.com for the best sleep you've had in years and years. 1-800-M-A-T-T-R-E-S. You're listening to Neil Rogers. QAM. Hi, this is G. Gordon Liddy, and they don't come any worse than Neil Rogers. Hello, Jenny. I just lost 15 pounds. Just 75 to go. Cause the alley. How'd you know it's me? Did you call ID? Better put that bad down. And it went rollatini and lasagna. <laughs> It's no Michael. When am I getting my dessert? Doing Jenny Craig, cause you're big and round. I like to consider myself pleasantly plump. You're still pretty in your late riot shirt. And you're damn sexy in your triple X big hoop skirt. It's actually not a hoop skirt. got to see that spot, especially when she says, She's squealing as if this is like a, a way beyond orgasmic experience. It's just It's nauseating. I feel very blessed that I keep missing it. Anyway, here's the schedule. Ed Schultz got a vote on our poll finally. We got 900. What do we got on it? We're going to get 1,000 before 1 o'clock, I believe, uh, Josh. If we put our heads to it, what do you think, 924? We got Absolutely. a half an hour? Absolutely. Well, you sure are off your feed today. That jury duty must have like, uh, just taken the starch out of your ass. Oh, it definitely did. Did it really? Yeah. By the way, Josh uh, Cordes would love to serve on. In fact, he'd like to be a professional juror and go at least once or twice a week is what I heard. As long as they feed him. 
Do they feed you there? No. You kidding me? What does that mean? What a ripoff. They don't feed you? They don't give you like a salami sandwich or something? You think they feed the jurors? No. I, I don't know. Well, no. I'm sure they must feed the jurors like in a trial where they're like uh, the jury is, uh, you know. Sequestered? Se exactly. They're in sequester. No, you can go eat in their cafe in the courthouse. In their cafe? That's right. I bet it's real fine cuisine, too. Here's the schedule for today from Clarence Darrow, okay, who's, who's scribbling now. Looks like that of a beaten uh, child. You know what I'm saying? Like a... Uh, like he's just kind of throwing in the towel. Why, what are you going to do when you lose the Dolphin games, you know? Today's schedule, two to four, we got Mo Howard David. Which is good because Mo wants to announce. Well, I don't want to put words in his mouth, but I mean, that article in the Palm Beach. Maybe he did talk about it yesterday, did he? Do we know? How would we know? Because I know, well, I know Josh listens religiously. Not to Mo. Oh. Well, what, well, now what does that mean? That sounded like a shot just when we're sure starting did. to bond a little bit, when he let his hair down. At any rate, well, I'm, I'm sure you'll be hearing something about he that. He let about it him. out. Mo two to four and Curtis four to seven. How come we didn't put Curtis Stevenson on there? Well, nobody wouldn't like. I mean, anybody would vote. They don't like Curtis Stevenson. Come on. Plus, Curtis is at the moment still kind of like to fill in. You know what I mean? He's new. To fill in, right? Uh, the the good news for you is that it looks like Sean Hannity may be pulling away, giving a little breathing space. Not by much though. No. The radio talk. And, and we still have not had one person that calls in here yet that give us one legitimate reason. They they just like to dump on you, okay? Because you're helpless and uh, you know little guy. Because you're about two feet tall. So they just want to dump on your ass. Mm -hmm. They got nothing legitimate. No, no, you know, just like Maddie Bell, same thing. Five six seven oh five. Well, that's in that case, it's just one little guy going after the other one. See that? That I can understand. Birds of a feather hate each other like poison. Uh, Maddie uh, uh, likes me a lot. Yeah, right. WQAM. Hello. Neil. Yes, sir. Hey, I have an idea for a poll. Uh huh. And I voted for Rush, by the way. Yeah. How unusual. <laughs> Out of uh, all the local. Television, TV anchors on all the local channels. Yes, sir. Why don't we fill the poll? Three categories: best anchor, best weather person, best sportscaster, and see boring. what. Boring, very boring. First of all, most people don't even know the names of the news anchors right. anymore. We don't have any standout people like Ann mm -hmm. Bishop or Ralph Redneck anymore, or Glenn. Uh, uh, what was John Hambrick? Uh, so, so what's the point? That is so boring. <laughs> Ann Bishop stood out all right. No, no, seriously, we don't have anybody of any significance. They're here today, gone tomorrow. And poor weatherman Roland Stedham, what are we going to do? <laughs> You've got to be kidding me. They were like breaking down oh, and getting emotional, Roland Stedham. I mean, he there's about as much significance. Even Miss Kamal uh, left a bigger mark, a bigger stain on South Florida, a big bloody stain. But, I mean, Roland Stedham, cracker, please, get serious. WQAM, hello. Neil. Yes, sir. What about Mito? What about what? Mito, Mito Levy. And what is that? Oh, sorry, I missed it. Oh. WQAM, hello. Hey, good morning, Neil. How you doing? Okay, good evening. Hey, you know, when I first started listening to you uh, several years ago, when mm -hmm. uh, George would come on and replace you, I used to hate it just because he wasn't you. Right. But once I got over the fact that you weren't coming back no matter what, I started listening to George, and I got to like what he was doing. So I give a thumbs up to George. Give him a thumbs up for crying out loud. And stop this bleeding for crying out loud. This oh, cesspool of blood. What are you saying? I, I'm not. I turn I my monitor up. I'm missing a lot of things today. Yeah, that would be help, helpful for you to listen. That would be good because because the level on some of these calls is like, oh yeah, right. I think so. You know, I'm not that I'm suffering from rust disease. I haven't started popping pills yet. Although after uh, Monday morning's performance by our middle-level management people, it's uh, it's a miracle I haven't. I just absolutely refuse. I have said to myself. I looked in the mirror and I said, self, I will not put up with these crazy people anymore. <laughs> 
I just, I refuse. I absolutely will not. You know, this business coming in the morning and patting us on the head. You need anything? We, we don't need any assistance, okay? This show is just fine without any middle-level uh, uh, intermediary uh, suck-alongs coming in and, um, and sucking up to us, okay? If this is anybody, if this show, other than the people who work on it, which is the three of us and Book of Brian, if this show is anybody's reason for existence on the payroll of this radio station, other than the four of us, then I would suggest that they search other employment. Catch my drift? You drifted? I'm drifting right now. Me and the drifters. Oh, and by the way, are the drifters on there? You better check. Oh, be. the drifters. How could the drifters not be on the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame? They're there. 88. They, were in they better be. Thank God for that. Or I just run out right up on the roof. Think about jumping. WQAM, hello. Yes, now, what about the talented protege of Steve Kane, Brian Craig? Oh, yeah. What about the not the talented best. protege of Brian Craig? And Norm still says he was bad in bed. WQAM, hello. Extreme Sports Station. This is Extreme Sports. You got it, man. Now you're talking. All right. Forget about hey, this pedestrian regular sports. We're going to go Extreme Sports. Yeah. All right. There you go. There you go. Listen, I was wondering if George could tell us another one of his brilliant Chris Rock stories. What stories? Don't even. That was a, a crank call of the week when I was there. What? It's a crank call. Meaning what? One of your people. I yeah, I just spoke one, one time and I said Chris Rock instead of, uh, what did I mean? Kid Rock. Oh, Kid Rock. See, and, now, and there you go. Okay. Study. See, all you got to do is misspeak once and they'll hold in South mm-hmm. Florida, they will hold against you the rest of your life. All you got to do is fart a bad oh, flavor one him. time. Oh, my God, you got the worst gas. You know, that's South Florida for you, man. They're unrelenting, unforgiving. They're just bastards. Cruel, hateful. Have we had one woman call this show today? Not one. You see what I'm saying? Not that I can recall. You can't complain about our female audience because we don't have any. They're busy watching the baseball steroid hearings, I'm sure. Uh, the monitoring of athletes during testing. Right. WQAM, hello. Yeah, Neil, when are you just going to leave QAM and all the garbage and go to the satellite? I'm, we're working on it. You should just go, man. I've been working on it. For a year. You're so much better. They're going to they're they're do you bad anyway if they get a chance. Like, like, they haven't, like they haven't already done me bad? If they get the chance, they're going to do you bad. Let me tell you the story about <laughs> Greg Reed and Joyce. Let me tell you that one, okay? I mean, you, you, you talk about lying. In fact, there's one of the polls that uh, somebody suggested, maybe it was uh, our friend Sean. Uh, yeah, who's the biggest liar? And he's got to lie. And I, I also, I haven't used it yet, but I also wrote Greg Reed there at the bottom. Lies are us. That's what this company is all about. They just lie and lie and make stuff up and give you a song and a dance and a story and they shake your hand. Oh, yeah, we got a deal and you're going to get your signing check on Wednesday. And then, of course, they don't even bother telling anybody about it. Nobody knows what they're talking about. Stuff like this. Things that the audience would uh, You would absolutely need June Allison, okay, with a whole box full of the pens right next to you if you, even, if you ever even heard some of these stories. And if they want to keep pushing, I'll be more than delighted since we don't have anybody in the media that's got any balls and in the print media. I mean, you know, one thing about Tom, he's ballless and uh, he's stupid. Don't call me again, Tom. It's a waste of my time. You're listening to me, Neil Rogers, exclusively on 560 QAM. Yeah. Tonight on CBS, don't miss a very special CSI Dublin. Good morning, Officer Ogerson. Aye, oh, and the rest of the day to yourself, Officer O'Willows. What do you say we find the murderer? Aye, right after we finish these pints. <laughs> on St. Patrick's Day, everyone's Irish. And on CSI Dublin, everyone's a suspect. Okay, Hurley, he. We think you poisoned the victim with your corned beef and cabbage. You can't prove anything, Ogerson. We're still going to take you down to the pub for questioning. 
CSI Dublin. It's one happy hour of television. Well, here's a fine job catching those murderers. Murderers? But we only got one of us. And Begara over us. I must be seeing double again. I'll drink to that. CSI Dublin. Happy St. Patty's. <coughs> See, I'm getting choked up about it myself. Don't be making no comments about drunken Irishmen. You've got enough problems already. Okay, well... Hundreds of sharks sighted just off Delray Beach's beach kept swimmers and surfers out of the ocean for the second straight day yesterday during one of the busiest beach-going months. How do you like that? Lifeguards prohibited swimming along the beach to prevent spinner and black-tipped sharks some five feet long from mistaking people for food. Oh, I hate when that happens. We don't want to tempt fate. Why, no, why would that be a mistake? We don't want to tempt fate. Well, you listen to these. These are not the kind of sharks you're thinking about, the great white. The sharks congregate off Palm Beach County every year in March and April to feast on sardines, herring, anchovies, and other fish before migrating as far far north as Jersey, said George Burgess, director of the Florida Program for Shark Research at the Florida Museum of Natural History in Gainesville. I wonder if George Burgess is kin to Tommy Burgess or Smokey Burgess or Blair Burgess. Or Burgess Meredith. They usually don't bother humans, but have attacked swimmers and surfers because they confuse splashing and shiny jewelry for fish. Huh? See that? I see. Don't be wearing no shiny jewelry, you idiots. These sharks are known to jump out of the water while feeding, sometimes spinning up to three or four times. These are spinners, spinner sharks. The spinners who weren't on that damn uh, Hall of Fame. Tragic. See how it all ties in? Oh, man, do I ever hate this. You know, there's this thing that happens. Once in a while, I print out the uh, my page on there, you know, mm-hmm. and like six blank pages come oh, up. Yeah, I hate pr- oh, yeah. Recycle. Recycle this. Anyway, what do we got? I had 951 on here. 9.53. Are we going to make that 1,000 by 1 o'clock? If Josh Cordes would have been pushing the audience in this and screaming and carrying on like a lunatic, maybe. Now, how are you making out with your Adidas body wash? Uh, I'm almost done with it. Because yeah, you're using too much. You're not supposed to use the whole bottle for one shower, you maniac. You've got you to put it everywhere, you know? Yeah, I can tell you where to put it. Jesus Christ. Now, now, listen, George and I admit we both made the same mistake in the beginning, but you're, you're just out of control. You're way over the top. If you have a little more... Now, let me just... Oh, I'm out of control, but you two did the same thing, huh? Yeah, but not, not like the two showers for a whole bottle. I said, like, maybe three or four. Yeah, three or four. Out of here. Now, let me just tell you something about body wash, okay? Something very uh, instructive. And that is, you know, I told you I got that Coast body wash. Uh-huh. And then there was a Jurgens one, which is a little bit uh, like some lilac-y, a little bit too pansy-ish for you. But yeah. one thing, and, and, and even St. Ives, which uh, George and I love that apricot, and I think if you tried that, you would like that. I mean, I saw it uh, in public. Hey, I, what, I try it. it. The, look, the worst thing that can happen is you don't like it and you, you throw it out. It's not You're, that. I, I was in the aisle opening things up, smelling them, and uh, I didn't really want to smell like a fruit. You're <laughs> not going to smell like apricots, okay? You don't smell. See, can I give you a little piece of advice? Please. When you get through smearing that stuff on you, you stay under the water and you wash it all off. You don't just then get out and try to towel off. You, you wash it off. You will not smell like anything except squeaky clean, okay? Okay. Trust me. But anyway, listen to this. This is very important. St. Ives makes like there's one called Mountain Blue or something like that. And even this Coast brand, which I thought Coast would be pretty good because I like Coast soap. But some of them are the consistency is wrong. You know what I mean? When you squeeze it out, it isn't like the St. Ives apricot is great because it's right. like real. It's I thick. don't know how to describe. Huh? It's thick. No, but, but it's not. But this other stuff, it's like a blob in your hand and it slides off your hand out of the shower floor. And it's just, right. you know what I mean? It's, it's not the thin. right. Yeah, I don't know what it is. It's either too thin or too thick or not just right or whatever. And, and a lot of these I don't really like at all. Like that uh, St. Ives makes some other ones. That, now St. Ives makes a, a lime a, a one. What the hell? Energizing citrus or something like that. That's great, especially on your 
Uh, Rectum. Right. Oh. You want to have an energetic ass? No, no, seriously. St. Ives makes a couple of good ones, but even... Oh, hey, there's nothing like an energetic... Rectum. That's what I've been told. Yeah. Let's see. The radio talk show host you dislike the most. I printed this out, and now there's like a whole bunch more votes, because we're trying to get to 1,000 by 1 o'clock, which I don't think we've ever done since maybe the alien days, or maybe during the election time. I don't know. Very rare. Right? Right. That's because now we're putting the new pool on there early. 962. I don't know. we got like uh, 10 minutes. Can we do 38 uh, votes in 10 minutes? What do you got? How many you got? Refresh that, baby. I'm refreshing. A little, uh, schmear a little bit of that St. Ives on it. Uh, 964. 964. We got 36 in 10 minutes. That's like almost four minutes. Better get with it, folks. Hop on that, baby, in a pool, too. The radio talk show host you dislike the most is, from the bottom up, Joe Rose 1, Ed Schultz 1, um, Bouchambi 1, Gordon Liddy 3, Jim Mandich 3, Ed Kaplan 3, Jeff the Florist has got four, all Indians, Jerry Springer 6, The Big O's got eight, O.J. McDuffie's got nine, The Juice, uh, Glenn Beck's got nine, I got a dozen, Phil Henry's got a dozen. That's me and Phil. Good. Are you sure? Tight as a drum. Steve Kane, 13. Geldy, 14. Randy Rhodes, 21. Todd the Schmidtmeister, 21. Uh, Michael Savage, 25. The Humpers got 26. Dan LaBastard, 31. Howard Stern, 35. 36 for Al Frank. And Mo Howard David at 48. Bill O'Reilly, 48. George Rodriguez, 77. A solid third. Uh, Sean Hannity, 84. And Rush Limbaugh has got 411. Oh. How do you like that? Hey, I'll pop a couple more, Rush. 411. They hate him. They despise him. And you see Bill O'Reilly only 48. Is he O'Reilly? Huh? Is he actually on the air in this market? Yes, nobody listens. He's, he's still got a... Oh! No, oh, that, he's, yeah. He's still got a oh. point. Oh! Nothing. Doesn't make the needle move on a Richter scale. That's the impact he's got. Let's see. There's the sharks. Okay. Oh, Homeland Security Secretary Michael Chertoff said yesterday it was a mistake for Hawaii to post a confidential report on its website. But the department will continue to communicate openly with state and local authorities about potential terror threats. Hawaii officials published a draft copy of a confidential Homeland Security report that catalogs the ways terrorists might strike in the United States. So many different ways. About 30, man. The report requested by presidential directive in December 2003 marks Homeland Security efforts to spur state and local authorities into thinking about preventing attacks. In other words, they and the same with that anthrax scare, which turned out to be much to do about nothing. Now, wait till you hear this. This, this will give you a chuckle. Wait till you hear it. I'm, I'm choked up about it. Wesley Clark, who was so great on Meet the Press, told supporters yesterday that he's launched a redesigned website for his political action committee and plans to stay at the forefront of the national debate. And like I told you before the show today, if he just makes sure to hit all the right delis next time he's in South Florida, he might just have a shot this time. The retired four-star general was one of several Democrats who ran for president, abandoned the race in early February after two third-place finishes in southern states. I've been working hard to regroup after the November elections. He wrote an email to supporters, adding he wants to strengthen Westpac, his political action committee, for the challenges ahead. And aid dismissed any suggestion that the launch of the revamped website indicates that Clark plans to run for president again. <laughs> yeah, like we really believe that. To think that this means that West Clark is running for president is ridiculous, said Eric Mullen. Having said that, all options, <laughs> having said that, all options are on the table. Cute. Not cute? Mm-hmm. Oh, there you go. Hey, listen, I'll tell you, if he makes a couple more trips to the deli den and maybe stops at Corky's up there in uh, wherever they are now, Tamarack, he could be really dangerous. 5670560, oh, we have yet to hear one reason, even though you've got uh, 79 votes on there, we have yet to hear one reason why these people really despise you. And the sad part of it is that George is going on vacation tomorrow for a week till next Friday. Next Friday, I won't be here because it's a uh, good Friday. I absolutely refuse to work that weekend, Easter weekend. I know. You're so but, uh, and it would be really bad for him to walk out of here feeling like mighty low, you know, like oh, people whatever. hate him like poison and depressed. 
Wouldn't it? No. And they could go home and kind of feel the same way. Yeah. WQAM, hello. Nelson? WQAM, hello. QAM. Yeah, the chipmunks make the... 5670560. Uh... Yeah, David Seville and the chipmunks, they're, uh, they're in there. They're bubbling under. Pound 560 on the Verizon and Singular Wireless lines. Somebody QAM, hello. Hey, Neil, how's it going? Okay. Hey, got a little spire report. I stopped by uh, Arnold's Royal Castle. Um, they don't have you on the radio anymore. What's up? They backstabbing you or what? What does that mean? Well, I don't know. You used to, every time I used to go there, you used to always have in the background, you know, and everything, and now it's like... Well... Hudson doesn't work there anymore. He died, and his wife died. Was Wayne there? Yeah, Wayne. Actually, he was sitting having a stuff in his face with a. Uh, well, there you go. Wayne, hey, you better get with it, Wayne, and we're going to start telling him some stories. I know he's not a. I know he's not a talk show host, but you got to put that fat slob Paul on there because everybody hates him. No, we don't. I mean, how do you like that? We know he. I know he's not a talk host, but you got to put the right. fat slob on. Do it anyway. Just so this guy can do. Ah, like, see, you're, in this business, I used to get this crap. Oh, Neil Rogers is so negative. There's nothing at all negative about me. I call him like I see him: the good, the bad, the ugly in between, the negative, the positive. But the fact of the matter is that most of you people are so negative. It's just, it's just deflating. It's like sticking a pin in a Goodyear blimp. You could ruin a wet dream. You're so uh, depressing. It's, uh, it's unbelievable. And there's a, that's a chronic, by the way, real chronic. WQAM, hello. WQAM, hello. Hello. Yes, sir. You said you're saying I was the wrong consistency one time? Is that what you said? I said some of the flavors, the aromas, yes. My wife told me that they make a douche. You might want to watch out for the next Yeah, okay, great. Rectum. WQAM, hello. QAM. Good afternoon, Neil. A lady. Oh, a lady. A lot of time, yes. Quickly. I think last, last time I talked to him was right before uh, Bush, won his, Bush won his first election. Yeah, well, I'm so sorry. I know, me too. Anyway, I wanted to say, George really grows on you. And I love listening to him now. And just like that other gentleman that called earlier said in the beginning, I was disappointed. But then now when he's on, I think twice about him. I love listening to him. So. Oh, there you go. Thank you. He's doing a good job, George. Thanks a lot, sweetheart. Have a good day. Come you on. made our day, okay? You're the one, of course, because guys would never say anything good about you because that would be like... Gay. You're listening to me, Neil, Neil Rogers, exclusively on 560 QAM. It's not just the one to two hour. It's a phenomenon. This is Talon News with Jeff Gannon, the White House Press Corps' most trusted name in journalism. Hi, Jeff Gannon here with your top or bottom of the hour right-wing brown eye lowdown. Christians rejoice. It's rapture mania. Fearless leader Bush says in a White House memo written by Andrew Card that God spoke to him last night about the rapture. After reassuring fearless leader that it won't matter how bad things get, we're all going to die anyway. He added that after taking a closer look at fat, pasty, redneck Christian morons, he decided to leave their clothes on when the rapture comes. And now, these words from the front page of my website. Attention Christian Republican men. Are you looking for a Marine? Now you can bang the Bible. And me. Check my website for appointment availability on jeffgannonmailhooker.com. Take me as I am, or for less than a fistful of dollars more, I can satisfy most fetishes, including reading passages from Bill O'Reilly's latest sex novel, while dressed as a Catholic schoolgirl. If you long to feel closer to God by saying, Oh God, that's good, let Jeff Gannon erect a steeple on your church. You fairy! 102 at 560, WQM, those baseball steroid hearings are on. Alex steroids is in fact, at least allegedly, 
taking a dietary supplement that contains a banned substance. So in other words, I could be taking a dietary supplement right now and be taking some controlled substance. In fact, there is no doubt about it. And in fact, it's one of the travesties. Yeah, well, we know that most of those uh, politicians are on drugs anyway, right? This story that you uh, somebody faxed in and you faxed it to me uh, quite a while ago, don't you think we had that on our website in my pool, pop pile, pool? What, which one was that? Well, by the way, we did over 1,000 by 1 o'clock, Josh. 1,015 oh! by my count. I told you. Told me what? And we're going to so do you it. You dropping that bottle of a body wash? 1,015 by 1 o'clock. This could be a record. Let's hear it. Write it down. Making a comeback. Obesity epidemic could sharply reduce life expectancy for Americans. The obesity epidemic will cause uh, life expectancy to dramatically decrease for the first time in centuries if Americans don't make major changes in their lifestyle. A new study as a study asserts. And let's join, uh, what's her name? Kirsty. And get skinny, really, really skinny. Oh, well, medium's good, medium. Now, you've seen this spot, haven't you, Josh? I have. Uh, she's got that neck purple of, of pancakes. Oh, God. <laughs> with real butter. She is disgusting with that purple schmata on that purple uh, burlap sack. If the trend continues, the U.S. life expectancy will level off in the next 10 years and begin a sustained decline that could shave two to five years off the average American's life by 2050. Oh, my God. <laughs> The authors of the study published today in the New England Journal of Medicine say the danger is growing because people are becoming fat at younger ages. As more Americans carry excess pounds from adolescence into adulthood, more will suffer the life-shortening complications of obesity at earlier ages. Rich, they say medical advancements won't be able to, uh, fat boy, beast. They say medical advancements won't be able to make up for greater rates of heart attacks, diabetes, cancers, and myriad other life-shortening complications that are tied to being overweight and inactive. By the way, B.B. King, he's in there, ain't he? He ought to be. Uh, he's got diabetes. Huh? Better yeah, be. he's in there. Phoebe King says uh, that's the yeah, one with the diabetes. Medical advancements won't be able to make up for these greater rates of these diseases. It's when higher deaths are occurring at younger ages you expect to see dramatic declines in life expectancy, said S.J. Olshansky, public health professor at the University of Illinois at Chicago and lead author of the study. And that's what could happen here. Our younger generation's in jeopardy. They'll be swamped by the negative effects of obesity at younger ages. How do you like that? Well, there you go. You want to die real fast, start taking out. Yeah, but it's over two to, to five years, house. right? Huh? They said only two to five years? Right. Well, it's worth it for all that cookie dough. Cookie dough, chocolate cake, panettini. You've you got to see this spot. I, if, in fact, during this whole week, you're going to be off for a week. Just sit there and keep uh, channel surfing for the, for the purple schmata. You'll know right away what it is. Call Jenny. Let's those right together. Let's get really skinny. Five six seven oh five sixty pound five sixty on the Verizon and singular wireless lines. Calls today have been really special, like that corn. WQAM, hello. Hi, Neil. Yes, sir. I believe with the recent talk about the crispy cream. Sounds like Robert Jones to me. Yeah, it is. WQAM, hello. Hey, how's it going, Neil? Um, I think okay. the hell, all right. I think the hell with the baseball stories. How about the stories they're pumping in our food, like in the poultry and in the beef? Yeah, nobody cares about that. that. Yeah, this Congress that's sitting there so outraged while the FDA is allowing us to be poisoned every day. Uh, yeah, exactly right. You got your thumb right on it, man. Dog and pony show. Yeah, no wonder the colonel is rotting in hell. Okay, I'm out. Thanks, Pally. Now, he's got a great point. Here's this government that's supposed to protect everybody from everything else, and they're saying, well, you baseball people and Bud Light, if you don't start enforcing uh, some tougher laws, we're going to impose them. Well, how about protecting the public from all these poisons and the FDA protecting us from all these damn drugs that they keep putting back on the market? Oh, well, Vioxx is bad. It's going to kill you. But we got a whole bunch of it all made up now, so we're going to put it back out there and see if you're dumb enough to take it. And Zocor and Celebrex and all of these things. How do you like that? All of these things. And I'm going to say it again. Advertising of prescription drugs in Canada is illegal. It's not allowed. 
And in the U.S., especially on the news shows, every spot, 99, and if it's not for a prescription drug, it's for some over-the-counter remedy or some crap. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm talking about? Oh, yeah. Every single spot. So you can go to your doctor, oh, I want a prescription for that. I saw on that Brokaw, or I saw on that Brian Williams, uh, yeah, right. Well, it's a good the American doctors public kickbacks. The American, oh, that could never happen in the U.S. The American public is hooked on drugs. And while they're worried about a little uh, wacky weed or something, and about steroids with baseball players, and in the meantime, the old people especially, and everybody else, just, uh, they're like walking medicine cabinets. And where's the government holding hearings about that, your phony baloney government? WQAM, hello. Hi. Yes, ma'am. Hi. Is Neil? It sounds like me. Oh, hi. Um, I just want to know, let you know that you do have women fans, and um, I'm, a member of, man. I'm a member of a mom's club in Davies. Right. And uh, we, uh, a lot of girls listen to you. I think really? it's just that women are just too busy a lot of time to call you. Yeah, they have a life. Show. Most of the women have a life. They're out there watching Jerry Spramming, uh, doing whatever they're doing. That's right. That's right. So keep doing what you're doing. We're listening. Okay, thanks. thanks. Say hi to my friends in Davie. Oh, bye-bye. And don't double park that horse. <laughs> I always say to my staff, please do not huh? comment if you're angry yeah. because your cognitive abilities are not going to be as sharp. So, yes, indeed, if you are very, very angry, your ability to do the right thing and make proper decisions is going to be markedly, markedly impaired. How do you like that, huh? That, whatever she said, man. Yeah. I say, I second that emotion. WQAM, hello. What's poppin', WQAM, hello. Yeah, what's going on about the last caller? He said about uh, the government putting uh, steroids on our food. Maybe they got sick injecting all of them. WQAM, hello. <laughs> Five six seven oh five sixty. You see, the poll is uh, closed. Remember when I told them that I did yeah. this whole homework, and then this morning that we added a couple happen. more, and that was the end of their uh, participation uh -huh. in this show. That was the end of them. Oh, what do we do now? Just uh, make jackasses out of yourself. Good job, though. By the way, excellent. Good work. We did a thousand and fifteen votes by one o'clock. They're busy on our website, baby. Plus, they're also checking out that picture. That speaking of baseball, that that there needs to be an investigation of that. It's one thing for players to be buddy-buddy uh, uh, pretty tight, but that, uh, there's something really rotten in Denmark there, you know? Mm -hmm. Talk about checking out their goods. Maybe he, maybe he's checking for steroids. Maybe that's where they hide them. Huh? <laughs> that's why they called him that, I guess. Yeah, maybe they're checking for roids. <laughs> 1044 is the number we got on there. The radio talk host you dislike the most, Rush Limbaugh, 448 votes. Oh, my Holy God. moly, man, they hate him. Even the ones who are listening to him right now. Sean Hannity, 92. George Rodriguez, 83. You got a little bit of a leeway in there, but I, I don't know. The verdict is still out. Mo Howard David at 53. You got Mo Beat, hands down. Bill O'Reilly, 50. Al Franken, 38. Howard Stern, 37. Dan LaBastard, 34. Randy Rhodes, 27. The Humper, 26. Uh, Michael Savage, 25. Todd Schmidt, 24. Mr. Ego, the Kainmeister, 16, with his contrived controversy and his newfound born-again religion. Geldy, 14. Phil Henry and Neil Rogers, 12 apiece. Can't separate us. Glenn Beck, 10. O.J. McDuffie, 10. The Juice Meister. Uh, the Big O, 8. Jerry Springer, uh, 8. Jeff DeForest, 4. Eddie K, 3. Uh, Jim Mandich, 3. G. Gordon Liddy's got 3. Nobody knows who that is anymore. They forget. Ed Schultz has got a pair. <laughs> Ed's got two. You fairy. Uh, Boo Shabby, 1. And Joe Rose, 1 out of 1,044 votes. That is pretty impressive. Even Josh is pretty uh, psyched about that. Amazing. He's so excited that he's going to go out there to Walgreens today and buy a whole uh, a case full of all kinds of body wash, mi mixed flavors. Like the guy said, be careful you don't take home the douche or the, uh, well, the scrub is okay. That apricot scrub. Isn't that what you use? That's what I use. Yeah. George uses the apricot scrub. He's scrubbing it. WQAM, hello. Let's just go get drunk. 
Come to QAM. Hello. QAM. Hello. Hey, happy St. Patrick's Day. Man, back to you. How are you, sir? Yesterday okay. I'm sitting on the couch, 9 p.m. I said, okay, let's see if Mr. Peterson gets in the same cell as Blake. But no, they give another guy a free off. It's unbelievable. But it didn't even that. You're not getting, you're I, not getting Beretta? Oh, come on. The guy was free. They should have been fried, man, together with Scott Peterson. Get out of here. The bitch had it coming, man. You're on the wrong show. Call up, uh, call up, uh, Miss Fudge. By the way, I noticed that the right wingers, they're all like, especially Miss Fudge, hyperventilating on behalf of Michael Jackson. What's yeah, that all about? Yeah, huh? I was going to ask you. I, I, you're asking me? Blaming. I don't know. I guess anybody who might, uh, any any male who might be doing something with other males, I guess uh, Miss Fudge is. I mean, every article, every exculpatory piece, it's on there with the, the headlights and hysteria and all this other crap. Who are you hmm. kidding? You screamer, you, man. 12 minutes after 1 at 560 WQAM. You fairy. I, I actually, I'm starting to like that. With the, uh, it sounds like he's talking through a, through a megaphone, <laughs> doesn't it? It sounds like the, the robot out. You, 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 you I know. <laughs> hey, spring is here, and right now is a great time to get down to Armstrong Ford or Homestead for some great deals on new O5s. Right now, get your fat ass behind the wheel of a Focus or escape with two thousand dollars cash back from Ford and zero percent financing. How about an exhibition with $3,000 cash back and 1.9% financing? Check out the 05 Ford or Explorer right now at Armstrong Ford Homestead with $2,500 cash back and 1.9% financing. And don't forget, only when you buy from Armstrong Ford Homestead will you get their exclusive tires, parts, and batteries for life program plus a free Florida sun pass. Nobody else would even dream of doing all of these things. Armstrong Ford is proud of our servicemen and women, too. And if you're in the military or if you have a relative in the military, no matter if it's active duty, reservist, National Guard, Coast Guard, whatever the deal, you'll get a military appreciation discount. David Rich and the staff at Armstrong Ford Homestead will guarantee you the best price. And don't forget, Armstrong Ford Homestead is locally owned and operated. They'll treat you fantastic because they are determined to make you a customer for life. Armstrong Ford Homestead, you'll find them at 30725 South Dixie Highway, 20 easy minutes south of the 836. You can check them on the web on their website, armstrongcars.com, or give David or Victor a call at 305-247-5112. What is that again? 305-247-5112. Drive a little bit and save thousands on that great Ford at Armstrong Ford of Homestead. You're listening to Neil Rogers exclusively on 560. From time to time, I have been called the comeback kid. It's a routine sort of deal, and it'll knock me uh, out of commission for a week or two, and I'll be back to normal. It's no big deal. And they said I was in the top 5% of men my age would help. I feel fine. Every day that goes by, I feel a little more like Rocky Balboa. More than 100,000 physicians, and we're not through. We will try to do more. We shouldn't stop it. More than a quarter of a million physicians. It's ambitious and achievable, but it's not enough. <laughs> if this isn't good for my heart, I don't know what is. <laughs> One eighteen at five sixty. Jim and Pepper Pine says Avino makes a good body wash as well. They make skin therapy and they have chocolate cake. <laughs> now here's a great fact from Jake, which is obviously a phony name. This looks like an inside deal to me, but nevertheless, whatever it is. And my favorite is P.S. I dare you to read this on the air because the truth hurts. I'm wounded, Jake, or whatever your name really is. Probably from Maddie Bell. 
Neil, you are by far the worst on radio when it comes to being negative. But thanks for listening anyway, Jake. Neil, I don't have a problem if someone says something on... See, you know what really gets me is there's never anything specific. It's always these glittering generalities. So I dare you to fax this back, Jake, with just one example of what you're talking about. Because I happen to be, if it's something I believe in or somebody I like. And, and, you know, when I stop and think about the different people in that radio station, the people on the air... Now, Mo and I, well, Mo and everybody have had their problems, but even now we're, like, bonding a little bit. But, but other than that, that aside, uh, is there anybody else on the air there that I don't get along with or I say bad things about? Now, Joe Zagacki's ability as a sportscaster, I rip, but again, personally, we get along fine. He's a good guy. There's a lot of people there on the air. I don't have a problem with any of them. They're all good people. See what I'm saying? Yeah, I know. But anyway, let me read the thing. I don't have a problem if somebody says something on their show about you that you disagree and you rip them. You're just an angry person, co-workers or people working at other stations that never mention your name. You're just negative about them for no reason. No, I'm never negative about anything for no reason. Like the slots referendum, I was very positive about that. Now, the people in Dade County sat on their ass and they let a few old black-toothed Cubans vote it down. But I was very positive about that. There are a zillion things I'm positive. Like the Panthers, I was real positive about that, but then it turned out the community support was phony and make-believe and nobody really cared. No matter what it is that you try to be positive about, the community is negative. It is a sour, negative community. But if you tell the truth and give an honest opinion, then that makes me negative, which is fine. You're a very negative and angry person. <laughs> says Jake. Well, I'm waiting for your specifics, Jake. I'm waiting. I'm sitting and I dare you to fax them in. How do you like that? Double dare you. <laughs> so did it hurt? <laughs> If I say something negative about anybody, believe me, there's a real good reason for it. I'd like to know one person I've ever said anything negatory about. For example, Dan LeBastard, who's a no-talent piece of crap. Now, maybe, maybe this is from the other joint. You think so? Maybe that's from over there? It's entirely possible. It's certainly possible because they're desperately trying to like, ah, oh, we're going to, you know something? It, it's not even worth the effort. It's like, it's like swatting the mosquito off your ass. Let's see what we got so far, speaking of negatory, speaking of... That's why we're getting a big response on this, because it's negative, see? Who do you dislike? Who do you... Like that, see? The radio talk host, and of course, when I did the poll, I knew we'd get that. That's because I'm so negative. Mm -hmm. The host you dislike the most is Rush Limbaugh, 463. I mean, he just set him off to the side in a league of his own. Sean Hannity, 93. Little George, 84. Mo Howard, David, 55. Bill O'Reilly, 52. Howard Stern, 40. Al Franken, 38. Dan Lebaster, 36. Randy Rhodes, 28. Hank, 27. Michael Savage, 27. And down from there. Five six seven oh five sixty pound five sixty on the Verizon cellular wireless line. WQIM, hello. Hey Neil, how are you, buddy? Okay, Pally. Hey, listen, uh, two things. We're talking about the music poll yesterday, real quick. Do you remember you were yeah. talking about Badfinger? You yes. said that, uh, they sounded a lot like the Beatles. Mm-hmm. Um, Paul McCartney actually produced the group, and one of their hits, uh, "If You Want It," he wrote that song to the Beatles and ended up passing it along to the group. Yeah, I, I pointed out that it was on Apple Records, which was the Beatles' label. Yeah, and all the Beatles and, and Pink Floyd actually recorded on Apple also. Right. At the studio, you know, where they, where they own the studio. The other thing is this, on the host that you're talking about, the yes, talk sir. shows, what about David Susskind, even though he's dead? Can I ask you a question seriously? Yeah. David Susskind's been dead for years, Okay. I know, but I mean, I, re I remember him was, as a kid. And, 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 what radio, and what radio show was he on? David oh, Susskind. Okay, okay, you're right. It was a TV show talk host. Yeah. Okay, sorry. put while you're ahead, please. Uh, I mean, the radio talk host you dislike the most, present tense, not from the last hundred years ago. How about Alan Berg, okay? How about Alan Burke? How about, uh, who's uh, Joe, uh, what was Joe Pine? Who? Oh, he was on with a wooden leg. He was on a million years ago on TV. I mean, I, 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 but I'm so negative, damn it. That guy had some excellent points, and I'm uh, making fun. 
See, there, the guy was right, Jake. And we got any more faxes coming from Jake, by the way, with some specifics, as opposed to this generalized, blah! See, anybody can do that. The truth hurts, doesn't it? No, I don't uh, hurt at all. I'm not angry about anything. I was angry on Monday because we've got some people there. And believe you me, when I get angry at the people there, Josh can tell you, George can tell you, and anybody else in the building can tell you that there's a damn good reason for it. Believe you me. Am I right? Yes. Yeah. Thank you. Mm-hmm. I mean, is there even any question about it? No. no. I mean, it, it, you see, this is another thing that cracks me up. If that indeed is from somebody on the outside, that fact. You people think you know something, okay? And now, this is the one show, this is the one show in the market where you have a guy on the air who will tell you stuff that nobody else will tell you. But I can only tell you a limited amount. But if right. you had any idea what goes on in the inner workings of this company and in that radio station, you would right now throw yourself in front of traffic and say, please, just uh, stop the pain. It's beyond your human comprehension what goes on. The people you tell off the air who are friends of yours and everything. Yes. I'm sure you get the same reaction I do. Disbelief. Yeah, right. They think well, like, you know, uh, is this really them? possible? Like, yeah, yeah, right. Like that business about the contract negotiation. That, that was a that was an impossible situation for anyone to believe. And the interesting part of it is, after I told about it, Hank went through the same thing. He talked about it, and they put Mad Dog through the same rigor, and he screamed and hollered about the 18-page document. That nobody with a brain bigger than their thumbnail would sign. Not to mention what went on here Monday morning with two out-of-control intermediate uh, PD operation manager people who are uh, uh, walking basket cases. I'm not going to share their psychosis. If they want to be crazy people, go right ahead. You're entitled. Leave me out. WQAM, hello. Hey, Neil. How you doing? Pretty good, Pally. Oh, thank you. Listen, I had a revolution. A revelation? A revelation. Yeah. Whatever. I was thinking about the Beatles. Anyway... Uh If you go and some of your listeners and people that are complaining about stuff, and especially management at 2 a.m., all they got to do is go and listen to some of these other stations. And I did that for several days this week. It is so bad. Yeah. It is so monotonous, so monochromatic, the same old, same old. And if you look at the lineup that 2 a.m. has, you've got some diversity. You've got people that can think. We have diversity and perversity. That is correct. Yeah. But Mad Dog and Hank, I mean, they're not the clones that these other guys have. QAM has a good lineup. They ought to promote it for what it is and and use that to their advantage. They really should. Yeah. I just think. I, and you guys are good. John and by the us. way, I like George. I think George does a great job. And I'll screw all those other people that don't like him. Screw them is exactly right. Have a great day, Pally. Thanks for the uh, slap on the back. It's a little slap. A little too hard, though. WQAM, hello. Hey, happy St. Patty's Day, Neil. And back to you, Pally. Hey, I was wondering, in honor of St. Patrick's Day, if you haven't already played it, could you please play? You can't be Irish if you're... Oh, yay. Oh, yeah. I might just uh, think about it. Thank you, sir. Have a great day, eh? We'll be coming down Fifth Avenue upon St. Patrick's Day. You fair. A great day for the Irish all across the USA. What you go to watch this I hear? This cry and ballyhoo. There's a bunch of queers again this year who say that Irish too. Oh, God loves the Irish. Unless, of course, you're gay. If you are, you won't be marching upon St. Patrick's Day. You can be a bum, a bucket of scum. Sure, and that's okay, but you can't be Irish if you're gay. Now the order of Hibernians, those eminences gray, have delivered this pronouncement upon the blessed day. Sure, a little bit of heaven fell and nestled in the sea. 
Much you're going straight to hell for homosexuality. Oh, God loves the Irish as long as men are men. Except perhaps the leprechauns, we've never been sure of them. You can be stinking drunk and hurl and chunks will laugh it all away. But you can't be Irish if you're gay. No, you can't be Irish if you're gay. Don't even try being Irish if you're gay. Get your fix with Neil Rogers. Weekdays from 10 to 2 on 560 WQAM, Miami, Fort Lauderdale. Thank it, baby. You can't uh, find any green beer today. There's always that Jesus juice in a can. Oh, we could die green. Remember at IOD, we used to get those green bagels on St. Patty's Day. Whatever happened to that? I'm sure they're out there somewhere. You think? Right. At QAN? Well, not here. No one's oh, I see. here, but they're out there. Well, that's bad. See, that's the difference. I mean, there was just, I don't know, it just had the feeling we had a different kind of relationship with the, the outer world. But there I go being negative again. Yeah. So. Now, where's the uh, update, the follow-up from Jake there on his specifics? Oh, uh, we didn't get one. Didn't get one? Not one? Not one single solitary one, not a name, not an no. incident, not an episode, not a one. I ain't got See? down. Huh? I ain't got down. Well, that was, that's the way it always is. So it's, ah! you know, just, just heaving a bunch of uh, swill, a bunch of chunks. Suicidal man, a Chinese man, lands on elderly woman. A man who jumped off a fourth-story balcony in apparent suicide landed on a 72-year-old woman, killing himself and leaving her in hospital with broken bones and other injuries, a news report said today. The man jumped from a balcony on the side of a supermarket in Shanghai midday yesterday, landed on Gao Yuzin, who suffered a ruptured liver and a broken leg and ribs, the newspaper Shanghai Daily says. The man died on the spot, but he fell onto an old woman before reaching the ground. The man carried no ID. Police are still trying to find out his name. Gao was taken to hospital and had surgery. So any of you people who are suicidal and you're going to jump, maybe from taking too many steroids or you've got a whole bunch of those pills you're taking because the FDA isn't looking out for you, uh, if you're going to jump from an overpass or from the top of a building... And at least look down so you don't hit any pain in the ass bystanders right, on the way to down. Find it right. right. Make sure you do some proper timing so that other people don't have to pay for your depression. Five six seven oh five sixty. I'm still waiting for that follow up and we don't have any more faxes from Lyle, you know? No, well he said he wasn't gonna. Well, but that was bad. I mean Lyle of course when I got out of I found out it was an inside job, that all of a sudden mm -hmm. they stopped real quick. That was the excuse. In fact, if you had any idea, have you ever stopped to think about it? I'm sure you have. How oh, much yeah, briefly. Uh, Huh? Briefly. Especially on the uh, fax machine, inside oh, yeah. jobs. Uh -huh. Probably mostly from your buddy Matty. He's got to do something. Lyle's probably waiting for you to turn on me so he can fax and say, aha, see. No, I liked Lyle. I thought Lyle was a tremendous uh, addition to the show, and that's why some of the other people started getting all... People came out of the woodwork we hadn't heard from a long time. That was the only negatory thing, Lyle. WQAM, hello. QAM. Nice talking to you. WQAM, hello. Yeah, Neil? Yes, sir. Hey, this you? 
This is me. Is this you? Uh, hey, Neil. How's it going? All right. Good. This is Luke the Duke. Listen, Neil. Ah, oh, get out of here. Oh, Luke the Duke. Let, let me say this. Have you ever seen his faxes? Well, you have because you sent them to me. See, this is the thing. I, you, you people that want to, like, have a nickname, Jay Lyon, Luke the Duke, uh, you know, go get your own show somewhere, okay? Luke the Duke. He sends more swill. He wastes more fax paper with swill, you know? Bye-bye, Luke. Would have been Luke Halpin or something. That would be a different story, but not Luke the Duke. Maybe the Duke of Hazard would have been okay in its time. WQAM, hello. Neil, you're in America. If you got the money, you can uh, get away with murder if you got the money here in America. What does that mean? Uh, Robert Blake. Uh, he get out of here. You picking on Beretta now, he, you he goofball? He had the money. The, the bitch had, had it coming, man. The, the bitch had it coming. The bitch had it coming. Go down to Kendall and kiss O.J. on the lips while you're at it, okay? He had the money, my ass. Can you believe that? They're knocking. That's the second call today we had knocking poor little Bobby Blake. Is there anybody out there who doesn't like Robert Blake? No. Huh? no. There you go. I think uh, uh, Brando kid done it. Don't you? Christian. Christian. He's a good Christian. He was the one that they uh, had that tape of, remember? Right. Telling her. In fact, it's probably, probably really his baby. I think somebody switched the test results, like on Passions. Wouldn't it, be some, it would have been something if it would have been a three-headed baby like the one Whitney's going to give birth to. <laughs> well, she's pregnant by her half-brother, okay? We don't know which half. Oh, here it is. We got it. Let's hear it. Ah! All right. For instance, your poll. Now, for example, yesterday's poll was who belongs in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, but isn't it there? Isn't that positive about those different groups who did it right there yesterday? Surly and negative. I for think. instance, your polls, why does it have to be a hated negative poll? Well, what about yesterday? Why negativity, especially regarding people at your station and your competitors? When there is nothing good to say about how saying nothing, when there is nothing good to say, how about saying nothing? How about minding your own business, Jake, or finding something better to do between 10 and 2? Huh? What do you think? Then say, oh, there we go. There, the, see, uh -huh. this is definitely from Fat Boy or one of his uh, paisans. Then salespeople at your station, they put up with you because of your ratings, but you are hated by them also. They treat all the talent the same way. You get on the air and rip and rip and rip. Why? Because i got some balls, that's why. And I've heard Hank rip the sales department numerous times and Mad Dog and Mo. In the beginning, Mo thought, oh, this sales department. Remember in the beginning? Well, He's on to him. He knows what, yeah, he knows what it's all about. Anything. That's why. And guess what? We actually got something done this last time. We actually have some copy now for the first time in months. We actually have some spots on here. That's why, because if you want to get something done, it's the squeaky wheel that gets the grease, or the squeaky whatever that thing is. Mouse. Oh, yeah. How about calling Joe Z a P-face? We can't say that word anymore. That was not nice. That was mean-spirited. That was not called for. See, here we go. Joe Z has never gotten on here and said a negative thing about you. And I just got through telling you I like Joe Z, but he is a P-face. Your station is so great, QM has Gurgly, who used to do... What is this? Mm -hmm. Another tip Your off. station is so great, WQM has Gurgly, who used to do the Sunday morning advertising in your station, while he's the Saturday morning host on another station. Your station can use a lot of improvements. What does that have to do with what I'm talking about? This is obviously from the other side. Your station this and your station that. In the meantime, you've got his boyfriend over there, Mifo, with all of his shenanigans. And I wouldn't be surprised if he's still doing that same Saturday morning uh, trade-out deal on that station. Am I right about that, Josh? I don't know. I'd like to get some spy reports on that and find out if he's still doing that Saturday morning shenanigans he was doing with us with that uh, trivia, trade-out, uh, all that other crap. See, uh, that, yeah. So, and who the hell ever said our station is so great? I said that. I said we got some great people on the air. And now who's being negative, Jake? How do you like that? Now, he's turned around. This is from uh, 790. Not going to work, boys. Joel Feinberg, you guys are a bunch of losers. You're going to come after the giant. You know, like fighting us with not a pea shooter, but like a pea, okay? And like I said before, I'm not really all that much into a good pea. Not right now. Maybe a two. On 560, rock solid. A.M. Great. 
Helen ready. I am woman, watch me go. Discrimination tease me up. And it's time for me to go play with the man. <laughs> with my driver, I stand tall. And I play with my own balls. And I won't go back to the LPTA again. Oh, yes, I am good. So stop saying that I'm not. And bring on Tiger Woods. I just hope I make the cut. I wear short pants. And I can really swing. I'm not wrong, wrong. I am Annika. Annika. I am woman. She's Annika. I am woman. And we were talking yesterday about I Helen Reddy. Are we ready for her? No. We hate her like poison. See, there you go being negative again. I got news for you, Jacob. That was your best material. That was pretty lame, you know what? Are you there? No, I'm here. I'm oh. Waiting. waiting for what? I don't know. A big pregnant pause like that one? Yeah. Well, I gave you one. Yeah. I'll give you, how about another one? How about right. the one that lasts about 10 minutes? Okay. <laughs> Jesus. I'll play some more Humperdink. No, no thanks. Trade deficit all-time high, $665.9 billion. Thank you for those $57 uh, barrel uh, oil prices and those low gas prices, Mr. President. U.S. deficit in the broadest measure of international trade surged to an all-time high last year, increasing a potential threat to the economy as the country sank deeper in debt to Japan, China, and other nations. We are like teetering on the precipice if you catch by drift. The whole economy is right on the edge. Remember that one ugly day when the South Koreans said, hey, these American dollars really suck. Remember that one day? Yep. That was Everybody ugly. said, uh-oh. They're right. They're, they're no kidding, they're right. You don't have to tell me, Sherlock, no, that no. euro sitting there around uh-huh. buck thirty-five and a Canadian dollar about eighty-three cent. Here's a fact that says, "Wow, Neil, I was going to say something good about you. You gave me no chance." So it says, "Look, look, say, why do you keep sending me these? I don't oh, need you to say funny. something good. I'm not into uh, people kissing my ass. I don't need that. You're you're useless, Luke. I sit back, enjoy it. It's a free show. Enjoy the Price is Right. Love it. Just inhale it. Uh, absorb it." And leave me alone. If you're not among the millions who've already read the Da Vinci Code, remember the story yesterday? Here's a little bit of a follow-up. An Italian cardinal has a plea for you. Don't read it and don't buy it. Not that the Catholics want to dictate to anybody who understands. Don't read it and don't buy it. Genoa Cardinal Tarcisio Bertoni. See, there's just an excuse to read the name again. Who previously was a high-ranking official of the Vatican's Office on Doctrinal Orthodoxy, told Vatican Radio yesterday that the runaway success of the Dan Brown novel is proof of anti-Catholic prejudice. It's not the truth. It's just proof of anti-Catholic prejudice, right? It's not prejudice. It's, uh, it's good judgment. Oh. Allegations in the novel that Jesus married Mary Magdalene and have, as descendants, have outraged many Christians and have been dismissed by historians and theologians. The distribution strategy has been absolutely exceptional marketing, even at Catholic bookstores, and I've already complained about the Catholic bookshops, which, for profit motives, have stacks of this book, the Cardinal said. Not that they're into censorship at the Vatican, you understand. Oh, oh no. Don't read it. Don't buy it. And then there's that strategy of persuasion, that one, that one isn't an adult Christian if you don't read this book. Thus, my appeal is, don't read it and don't buy it. Asked about commentary that the book's success is only further proof of the fact that anti-Catholicism is the latest acceptable prejudice, the Cardinal exclaimed, it's the truth. Right. There's a great anti-Catholic prejudice, Bertoni said. I asked myself if a similar book was written full of lies about Buddha, Mohammed, or even, for example, if a novel came out which manipulated all the history of the Holocaust or the Shoah, what would have happened? Let's see, a sh- let's see a show of hands. The Da Vinci Code was published two years ago this month. It's available in 44 languages. And guess what? Booksellers expect the novel to remain a bestseller well into this year. Oh! Let's hear it. Read it and buy it. Buy it and read it. Steal it. Borrow it. Read it. 
Whatever. If the Vatican says no, then the answer, obvious, sane answer is yes. you bet. Not that they would, uh, not they're into censorship or anything like of that. Of course, never had. Of course not. Speaking of religion, some white students at a Southern Jersey Catholic school walked out of classes Tuesday in protest over a speech by the New Jersey Secretary of State Regina Thomas. <clears throat> Tensions have been building up at Paul's Sixth High School since Thomas's speech on racial justice last week. <clears throat> I'm gagging on it. Operation on his right knee. He had the right knee scope. He had some problems. <laughs> well, that's good. This, uh, this steroid thing is going to go on forever. Many students and faculty members walked out of the speech offended. They said that she lambasted one student for not knowing his black history and that she insinuated that the students were racist. They got a picture of her. She's a little dark. Regina. Regina. <clears throat> it's like really crazy right now. Teachers are just standing by the doors. Kids are trying to get out. Kids are in the hallway. They won't go to class, one female student said. It was chaotic in there. Nobody went to class first and fourth period, another student said. Several dozen students. This is in Haddon Township, New Jersey. Several dozen students walked out after an assembly Tuesday in which the principal offered prayer for healing the rift between students. A lot of people are confused and stuff. I think that's half the problem. There's a lack of communication, a student told NBC News. Many of the white students and faculty members were offended by what they called an overly confrontational and unprofessional speech by the secretary. Some felt she was calling them racist and a backlash on some black students fueled the fire. They don't know what it's like to open up your locker and see a KKK letter there. It's not the most comfortable feeling at all, said African-American student Kristen Mino. <coughs> Mino said the tension was too much Tuesday. Many students said the racial problems began only after the secretary's speech. I think she just started up a bunch of stuff and basically tried to start something as student. Yeah, quit being so negative, Regina. There's an issue at every school. It's no more an issue with this school than any other another student counter. Thomas issued a statement Tuesday in which she said that she's passionate about the topic of diversity and wanted to raise the level of awareness. She said she never meant to be personal or critical of the students or the school. The Diocese of Camden said it's listened to views of the students and parents on both sides. It said a majority of those students and parents were offended by the speech, and the Diocese was going to tell the Secretary of State it felt the tone was inappropriate for a high school setting. How do you like that? Good. Well, by the way, you heard it on uh, CNN this morning. Guess who prays with Michael Jackson every morning? Guess who has his See, now that Shmuley Boteach bailed out, mm -hmm. <coughs> the new spiritual advisor is Jesse Jackson. Yeah, I saw it. Is there anything that he can't turn into a racial thing? I mean, this guy's bleached so white, he's whiter than we are. Right. But there's money. Jesse Jackson. It must be a racial thing. Exclusively. Loretta's back, and more popular than ever. Got it, you can take that to the bank, man. It's a classic tale of good cop, bad cop. And you and me, we're going to dance, brother. Only this time, it's the same cop. Hey, Rooster, what's the word on the street, bud? Well, everybody's saying you did it, Tony. Oh, is that right? Well, let me tell you something, brother. you got to pay the fare if you want to take the ride. You know, what the hell is that supposed to mean? I'll tell you what it means, man. It means I hired a real expensive mouthpiece-type lawyer who's going to get me off the hook, man. Loretta. Back on TV, all day, every day, on every cable news channel. Dead's dead, man. You got that? And it don't come back again. Yeah, something every 15 minutes on MSNBC. Can it, Rooster? So, to watch Beretta 24 hours a day, keep your TV on and keep your eye on the sparrow. And that's the name of that tune. Right, Fred? You killed him. Shut up, bird brain. I'm the heat. I'll whack you, too. Yeah, that's really bad, talking about being negative. These people, uh, we should be having a party for Beretta, don't you think? Uh, I did have a party, and I'm going to continue right. tonight. I think and we got time. We should play this whole thing. I've been teasing it today. In a hotel somewhere in Hallandale, it's Al Michaels.
shut up, stupid. Hey, remember when you put those nylons on Joe Namath? Oh, yeah, sure. It was at the Park Sheridan. What about it? That was quite a drift we had that night. Maybe that's why he uh, had Joe Namath on his show yesterday. I heard the little birdie told me, 2.30, he had the Willie Joe on. Joe Willie. Maybe that's what it was. Maybe they're talking about the nylon panties. Little birdie told you 2.30. Anyway, speaking of Mo, he'll be on today instead of the ball game because the uh, Marlins game with the Red Sox rained out a game, and that's uh, getting to be a real bummer till the summer. So that game has been rained out. So we got uh, Mo coming up, Curtis Stevenson at four. And then what do we got? Uh, well, I already threw it away. I don't care. President Bush raised the ire of the international community for the second time in as many weeks yesterday as he nominated his administration's leading neocon hawk, the guy with a really nice haircut, Paul Wolfowitz, to be head of the World Bank. Remember the call we had about that yesterday? I said, well, there you yep. go. Barely eight days after he nominated John Bolton, a hotly anti-U.N. State Department official as U.S. ambassador to the U.N., the president's choice of World Bank president seemed virtually guaranteed to raise hackles in diplomatic circles. And among development professionals who believe Mr. Wolfowitz, currently Deputy uh, Secretary of Defense, is unqualified, unqualified for the job. The nomination still needs to be ratified by the World Bank's board and participating states, but by tradition, the job is filled at the pleasure of the U.S. alone, and a fight appears unlikely, unless, of course, they want us to bomb them in the Stone Age, right? Right. Well, That's the way days. it works. Okay, let's take a look at this poll as we leave today, this really negative, hostile poll. The radio talk show host you dislike the most is Rush Limbaugh, 497 votes out of 1167 Rush in a league of his own. Pop a couple more, sweetheart. You big fat lion phone of you. Sean Hannity, 101. Poor little George, 92. You can't catch Sean, though. Not yet. No. Mo no. Howard David, only 61. Mo is moving up in the world. Bill O'Reilly, 57. Howard Stern, 42. Dan LeBastard, 40. Al Franken, 39. Hank Goldberg, 31. Michael Savage, 31. Randy Rhodes, the goddess, 29. Todd the Schmidtmeister, 28. Steve Kane, 17. Neil Rogers, 16. I'm moving up on Mr. Ego. Geldy, 14. Glenn Beck, 13. Phil Henry, 13. O.J. McDuffie, the Juice Meister, 12. What a show he's got. The Big O, 8. Jerry Springer, 8. Jeff, the 4, 6. Gordon Liddy, 4. Eddie K, 3. Jim Maddich, 3. Ed Schultz has got a pair. You'd never know it to hear him, but he's got a pair. Boo Shami, only one. And Joe Rose, the little dog, has got Solamente Uno. Now, one thing about tomorrow, man. And I, oh, that's right. George is on vacation. Have a wonderful time. Thank you. Stay away from the house as much as possible. And uh, tomorrow, of course, the fact that you're not here will make it a lot easier. We're going to be a lot more positive. Bye, bye, bye.